welcome to Yule's Horseman, Ramjack Solstice Warning. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining Ramjack. I am Alex. The other guy is Brad. Hello, citizens. And we are in the, I would say, we're in the middle of it. The high holiday season is here. For real. Is this what Ramjack is founded around? And like, I, does it does its heart dwell here? I don't know. Ramjack's a, an awesomely complicated show. Our heart dwells in a lot of places. Does the holiday yeah. season ever truly end? I don't think it. Maybe not. But well, it doesn't truly. It doesn't truly start till September 11th comes around, right. and then we we start to wind down after New Year's. But even then. 9-11 to New Year's, I think, is, is pretty safe. Like, I mean, yeah, uh, that's yeah, the... Uh, so- sorry, St. Patrick's Day. Fuck you. Valentine's Day? Arbor Day? <sighs> President's Day? Come on. Easter? <sighs> fuck Let's... Easter in particular. Yeah. And President. Easter and President's Day can both fuck right off. Fourth of July? Mm, I no. know. No. Does, it happen, does it happen between September 11th and New Year's? They're not. Sorry, you don't make the cut. Mm. So the holidays, there's, no, mm. there's no Fourth of July creep. I mean, no. there is a 4th yeah. of July creep. I guess, wouldn't Uncle Sam be a little creepy sometimes? Oh, it's super I don't know. creepy. Yeah, he's a creepy, yeah. Statue of Liberty isn't creepy. I, 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 I like the Statue of Liberty, but I don't know if we associate her with the 4th of July as much no. as Uncle Sam. That weird uncle that comes around every once in a while. And the non-holiday, you know what? Fuck uh-huh. all the other holidays. We are in the thick of Ramjack's prime holiday, the true prime holiday season. Yes. The Amazon prime holiday season. <laughs> Sponsored <laughs> Thank you, by Brad. Amazon. That was a wonderful segue to our uh, advertiser this week, Amazon. Hey guys, uh, you know that place where you buy everything at? It's there. It's still there. Do you know? Do you know how? Who else could, in a, an economic crisis, in a pandemic, uh, make billions of more dollars? Amazon. Mm. You can trust them. They make money even when no one else is. Wink. Don't ask questions. Just keep buying from it. It's fine. Just, just keep buying. Just what other option keep, do you have? <laughs> what other option what do you have? What else can you do? You might die of a disease otherwise. So. Mm. So yeah, Amazon. Thank you for sponsoring the show today. We appreciate it. Yeah. Also, give us money. Did we not sign the contract to get money from them, Brad? We wouldn't... Man. Well, another ad deal blown. Please give us money. Please. Please. Brad, I know that you're a pro gamer now, right? Yeah, I'm a professional gamer. Yeah. You got all the systems. Well, you got some systems. Oh. You got some games. You, oh, you're playing games? them up. What are, what are more games? Oh, more. Brad. Whip, whip. Re-upped. Look at those. I, uh, I picked up uh, Mario Odyssey and Zelda Breath of the Wild. Over the weekend, both are amazing games. Yeah, got got a super, got a really good deal, real good deal. Listen, I, I guess I'm a pro gamer, of course, first and foremost, I'm a pro gamer. Uh, but more than anything, I'm a bargain shopper, Ooh. bargain shopper. Ooh. Two games, less than ninety dollars. Oh, totally. Yeah. I know. Right now, there's a buy one get one half off. At Target for some uh, uh, Switch games. I'm sorry, I couldn't think of the system. I don't remember Breath of the Wild. I don't know where you got your deal from, but there's like tons of those. Yeah, it was Target. It was Target. Nice. Um, But yeah, this was before that because, yeah, they're doing that now, but now the price is jacked back up. But I got these, they were, it was like... And there was a 10% off thing, and like, oh, it was a whole situation. It was a real, I, I really stacked that that deal to get it for nice. like $87 for, for the two of those. Stacking deals, stacking blocks, 
pro-gamer life. So that's me. Listen, I'm a pro-gamer. I'm a pro-gamer. Um, ha- have, I, have I played these games? Well, I started uh, Luigi's Mansion. Uh, nice. That's a Not delight. either of the games you just mentioned, but okay. No. Uh, but I, I played a little uh, Mario Odyssey. I played I played it a little bit, so both what'd delightful. Th- what did you think of Luigi's Mansion? Um, it's, it's good. I enjoy it much. Nice, nice, nice. Is it- I, uh, currently, of of the two, the Mario and the Luigi game, um, I'm pro Luigi game more. Hmm. Odyssey gets pretty. Odyssey has a theme song that is amazing. And when you get to the city level and you beat it, it has a basically like a love letter to Mario games. It's amazing. Nice. And that's like nice. halfway through the game, but you'll be yeah. fine. I just started. I'm in the Sand World. Oh, Sand World. Sand World's pretty cool. Sorry, my cat started sneezing wildly. Having a real real freak out over there. Panther times. Real panther attacks times. Breath of the Wild is amazing. Joey's actually picked that game back up recently. There's a game mechanic where you can make food, and that's the thing he's gravitated toward. Like, should I return this? Is it? Is there? Can I get my money back? Oh boy! You have to eat to like live, and it's not like Minecraft where I think you lose health if you don't get damaged. Like, it's just you. You have food if you want to, and you. It's there as much as you need it. You don't have to make a lot of food if you ever want to, and you have to search recipes. But that's something as Joey was playing it, he caught on to, and he's like, Alex. Let me show you what I'm making. In my pack, I have um, this, <laughs> uh, like, apri- uh, like an acorn reduction with some fish on the side. I'm like, Joey, what the hell are you making? I don't remember it being crazy like that, but it is. But his favorite, one of the weirder things is called dubious food, which you'll know, which is censored. The image of it is pixelated and censored, so you, because it's not, you can't look, it's dubious food. It just looks gross. And if Link eats it, he's, like, he gulps it down and it heals you, but it's kind of like, wamp, wamp. Joey thinks it's hilarious, but that's what he's gravitated to. Not like, um, not any of the quests, not the moblins in there. He's just like, you know what? Let me just become a chef in this game. Nice. So you're you're in for a treat on both of those. Nice, nice. someday someday I will I will play them both someday. But I'm a pro gamer, so you know uh, it's you know I stay real busy with all my gaming. Brad, have you ever heard of the game Crusader Kings Three? No. Okay, I'm gonna try. Okay, I, mean, I, ha- I have, but I please I'll 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 play the fool for the audience's sake. Okay, thank you, thank you. Because this is a bit. So guys, we I'm do bits gamer, on Ramjack. Professional gamer. <laughs> he's a professional gamer. Of course, he's heard of Crusader Kings Three. No, all but- the, I know Crusader Kings. I know Marble Madness. I know mm-hmm. Frogger. Yeah. I know Space Invaders. Okay, I know classic games. I, I know Super Mario Brothers. I know Super Mario Brothers 2. I know Super Mario Brothers 3. I know Super Mario Land. I know original Super Mario Brothers. There wasn't Super Mario Brothers. There was just Mario Brothers on Atari. Yeah. I mean, I, this is not the show where we just enumerate uh, video oh, games we, that we know we, of. I, I, that, I, that could go on for hours. I was just, uh, just going to list all the games. All I, of I them. Made it, but I made through most of them. But, uh, look, our pro gamer audience appreciates that, and they they recognize that you recognize them. But I'm, I'm here to sell you on Crusader Kings 3, a game I know very little about, but maybe I'm, I'm, I need you to tell me yay or nay if you're going to play it. Um, okay. Right now, knowing nothing about it, will you play it or not? No. 
Okay, I'm gonna go I through- I don't, I don't the idea of Crusaders are kings. So I'm gonna go through the uh, latest patch notes for Crusader Kings 3 and see if anything that they've improved on the game that you know nothing about mm-hmm. ha- is enough to entice you to play it, okay? I'm gonna go okay. through each one and you tell me when you're ready to play, okay? Hmm. Here's the first patch note. Uh, the Cumber King is no longer uh, unintentionally a Kingslayer due to a wrongly assigned father. Interested? No. Okay. Uh, Ugly characters now look more ugly in a reasonable extent by distorting specific facial features more than before. No. All right. Uh, Intelligent women no longer confront their pregnant lesbian lovers to ask if they are the father of that child. Stupid women, however, still have a chance to ask that question. No. Huh. Physicians can now treat themselves, and they're also more likely to mess up your treatment if they're trying to murder you. No. None of this is jumping out at you as a game you'd want to play. This sounds not good. You can no longer mistake your infant child for a serial killer. <laughs> but what if your infant child is a serial killer? But they patched it. They patched it, Brad. This is a patch note. It was that other baby. It was that other baby. Sorry, my baby. It was the other baby that was trying to kill me. Sorry, baby. No, uh... Sorry, baby. I thought you were the baby killer. You you can no longer confide in friends that you do not have. I got have. a letter. I got, I got a message. It says, Goo Goo Gaga, you're next. What does it mean? What does I walked in the room and I thought, was it the blocks just randomly dropped? Or were these letter blocks put into a message of, you're next? I don't know. But I've had a, hor- I've had a horse head and a dirty diaper in my bed. <laughs> Look, this is obviously a crazy game. Uh, like I said, you can no longer confide in friends you don't have. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> that sounds more like a, a like a that's sobering a fortune lesson. cookie. That's Look, a life lesson. You can no longer <laughs> confide in friends you don't have. You can no longer call people vile as a friendly greeting. Hmm, judgy. You will no longer think of your angry spouse as your vassal. Don't tell me what to think. Your spy master will no longer fabricate a secret about themselves. <laughs> Likely. Don't believe the patch notes, huh? So there's nothing about what Crusader Kings has added to a game we know very little to nothing about that makes you intrigued at all. Beyond nothing. maybe the baby being a serial killer thing. <laughs> that I love. Like, give me the game. Give me a baby serial killer the game. I'm in. The way, from what I know of the game, and the bit's over, so you can, guys, you can, you can, you can get your guard down. It's cool. Uh, I'm sure you're laughing hysterically. It's cool. Like, just let me tell you a little bit about the real game. I think that you are like the head of a, f- a medieval family, and you're just in Europe trying to survive. All the espionage, all of the courts, all of what's going on, and your children. Children, it's like a roll of the dice, I think, more or less, can become like crazy. Like your child can actually become a serial. Like it's just insane. Like they put all these parameters of, uh, I guess, on both spectrums, and you can accidentally have evil children. It's like, well, what do you do when they become king? Like. Do they kill you? Do you kill? Like, I guess it's like a game of survival, but I don't know that much about it other than what little I've just told you and these patch mm. notes. But I'm guessing it's a pass for both of us right now. We'll see what the next Super, round of yeah. patch notes do. Very much a pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. Hardest okay. of passes. Hey, man, nothing wrong with that. We're, ba- we're both passing. Does it Luigi with a vacuum cleaner sucking up ghosts? That's mm. a game. It's a great game. Is my child a serial killer? Is my spy master making up secrets about themselves? Fuck off. Brad, recently, 
TikTok has brought out a, a whole range of analytics from the last year, 2020. And we all know TikTok is the, probably the premier social platform right now. It's awesome. It's filled with like, celebrities now. Like it's making or breaking people. There's fun stuff. You can learn to do a lot of stuff, not too unlike YouTube. You can't search it like YouTube to find those things, but it's short form video. It's a good time. Brad, I have in front of me the biggest little communities. This means these are the top 10 top niche niche communities on TikTok. I don't know how much you know. Do you know anything about what do you know about TikTok? Next to nothing. Really? You're not on yeah, TikTok? Don't, don't use it. Don't use it. Well, if somebody, if somebody like posts like something onto Twitter from TikTok, then I'll see it. Otherwise, no. Dude, TikTok is awesome. I, I highly recommend it. This was the ninth list on the list, and they had like a lot of them. But what stuck out to me is, like I said, these are like niche little communities, uh, little subcultures, just little people, if you will, of 2020. And I'm here to tell you um, what they are. Uh, the first one, the most popular one, is called Alt TikTok. And I think it's just people who have an affinity for alt music. Okay. Second most popular is Witch Talk which is a community of people who uh, associate with themselves with witchcraft and magic, if you will. The third most popular TikTok community is called Draco Talk, and it's people who love the character Draco Malfoy from a little-known... I You may not... I, it's not as popular as one of the, It's called Harry Potter. There's also something called Cottagecore, and it's a group of people that love peaceful, simple, simplistic aesthetics and life. There's a whole bunch of people, like, knitting, chilling, making an idyllic cottage life. I've not seen any of these TikTok communities, by the way, and I regularly peruse TikTok, so these are well hidden. There's rug TikTok, which I have seen, and it's people who make rugs. Some of them are awesome, some of them are not, but it's actually super easy to make a rug. Doesn't, we don't have to get into it, because a lot of people, these are subcultures, like sub-niche groups on TikTok. There's art TikTok, there's plant TikTok, where people just love plants. There's Theater Kids doesn't have a talk in its name, like Cottage Cores, just Theater Kids, the subculture on TikTok. That's gotta be interesting. Holiday TikTok, uh, they say that their season officially starts on November 2nd. Fuck you, that is not when the holiday season starts. We nope. just went over that on the top of the show. Never forget, guys, never forget, motherfuckers. Did you forget? And then there's anime TikTok, and those are the, the biggest subcultures on TikTok right now. Is there anything in the release notes recently of TikTok that would get you intrigued to go on TikTok if the subcultures don't? I... There wasn't one of those you want to check out just to see what people are up to? I, no, no, at least. Um, TikTok is weird. I would recommend finding this thing on TikTok if you are at least a little interested. If any of the subcultures jumped out of you or you want to think, you know, keep your pulse on the, like I say, a, a different vert, like a different part of the internet. Because it is weird. It, it is everything, like I said before, Vine should have been and evolved into. And it makes sense that this is now its successor. But there's also a lot of useful people on there. There's a woman that I think I've mentioned on the show before who goes around her neighborhood or places and she's like, hey, I'm going to, I think it's, she's part of Plant Talk where she goes around and just shows you different plants that you may not know and what you can do with them. She's had a video about how to take acorns, which we have a grip of in the front yard, and actually make, I would say, edible flour from it. it takes way too long. I have no interest in doing that because it takes forever, but 
And it's also poisonous if you don't do it right. But it's still interesting that people are out there doing that. Brad, what what else has been going on with your life? Um, so I got some I got some cop updates. Cop updates? Yeah, I got some cop updates, Alex. Um, just you know, living in Florida, living a Florida life. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I don't know if you know I don't know if you saw this, but uh, uh, Rebecca Jones, the scientist that was doing all the COVID tracking and stuff for Florida, the one that DeSantis uh, fired for uh, refusing to put in false information. Yeah. She, you know, she's been putting out her own information, like, now that she's no longer working for the government. Uh, Yesterday, uh, DeSantis had the uh, state police come and uh, raid her house and take um, all of her hardware and tech and, you know, pull a gun on her and her husband and children. Oh, well, what was she up to? Uh, reporting uh, COVID information. Well, not anymore, right? She was fired for that. What's she doing now? No, that's that's what she was. That's what the uh, that's what the warrant was for. She's still doing it. Yeah. For who? Did she get a new job? No, she's ha- she's running her own website. Oh, she started to do her own website. Yeah. Okay. Well, that seems legit. I mean, yeah. surely anyone can just make their own website for something and help track it. Mm-hmm. Why did they raid her house? Uh, because uh, she was uh, running a website. Uh, you know, could it, it was possibly a security breach. Possibly a security breach. Yeah, possibly a security breach. They went in and got all of her stuff? That seems yeah. weird. Yeah, you know, armed armed uh, state police uh, bust into somebody's house, uh, guns drawn on children for a uh, um, possible security breach. Was there any reason to suspect some of the kids of being the serial killer you guys have been trying to find in Florida? Or... Hmm. Don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, oh, I um, and just uh, well, I, I got I got another cop update, but let's finish with this one as first. Oh yeah, please do. This this um, one is actually all joking aside, horrific, and I mean straight up fascism in a way, right? I mean, oh, one thousand percent. It's a thousand percent a fascist thing. Like uh, no, um, I don't. Uh, um, so an update today. Um, this is new information. Um, the judge who signed the search order um was appointed by DeSantis and sworn in less than. A month before he signed that warrant in civil court. He's not even a criminal court judge. It was one of his first actions as judge. So DeSantis hires this guy for the sheer purpose of doing this. Yikes. Cool. Cool, cool, cool country we're in. Cool country. So, uh, um, guys, if you got if you got some dollars this holiday season, um, on Twitter you can follow at the COVID Monitor. Um, you, there's a PayPal link as well where you can donate um, to support that independently run uh, website. So, check that out. Check that out. That's that's a, that's a cool thing. The cop. Oh, I got another thing. Cops are doing too. Um, you know, the cops here. You know, we're really worried about somebody. Uh, you know, posting uh, um, COVID information. So they had to pull those guns because you know that dangerous uh, uh, COVID information required. Uh, you know, required guns to be drawn. Obviously, another cop story from Florida. I'll just I'll just read this article. I'll read this article from the Orlando Sentinel. Um, since okay. I'm paying, f- since I'm I let my subscription renew, and I'm actually paying for a subscription to this fucking uh, newspaper's website again. He had just stepped from the shower and was settling in for the night when he caught a glimpse of a figure outside his window. Seventy-year-old Bill uh, Norkunis, a childhood polio survivor, headed over to the light and flicked it on, hoping to scare away whoever was there. Instead, the light was a beacon drawing a young man to his front door, a door made of glass. And then for the next 15 minutes, 
Norcuna stood there, barefoot and unclothed, with his crutches on one side of the glass pane, trying to steady a gun in his trembling hand, while a stranger stood on the other side, pounding on the door, banging it with his, banging with his hip, or gnawing at the thick hurricane-grade glass with a garden paver. Norkunas, who suffered minor injuries from the glass digging into his foot, has no idea why the man, later identified as 23-year-old uh, whoever, uh, tried to break his door down on November 7th. And as bewildering and just as terrifying to him is the knowledge that a squad of sheriff's deputies responded to his tarmac neighborhood, but none came close to his home to stop the man. Instead, they waited down the street until he walked over to them and surrendered, witnesses told the South Florida Sun Sentinel. What? The result is a palpable sense of outrage toward the sheriff's office, with many of the neighborhood questioning why deputies would leave a terrified, disabled man to fend for himself as long as they did. The sheriff's office refused to answer questions about the response, including why no one showed up at his house, whether policy was followed or broken, and whether the situation had been handled could have been handled better. Instead, the department released this statement. Within days of the incident in, in, in Tamarack, the Broward Sheriff's Office began, a thorough review into how the deputies on scene handled the response to this fluid and rapidly evolving situation. The review into this incident is ongoing. The Broward Sheriff's Office responds to tens of thousands of calls for service each year. The vast majority of these calls are handled appropriately with satisfactory outcomes, says this newspaper. Oh, sorry. Says this, the, uh, this is This is the cops yeah, still saying this. Sorry. The cops. Didn't, I didn't realize this was in quotes. I thought the newspaper was just being shitty. No, these are the cops saying that, hey, we usually do our job. Um, well, uh, constantly review and assess his response to emergency calls in order to provide the highest level of service to the public. End quote. End stupid quote. Neighbors would not call the response the highest level. Instead of stopping the would-be intruder at Norkunas' door, witnesses said the deputies stayed down the street and around a corner some 500 yards away while Norkunas and his neighbors flooded the 911 emergency communication system, begging for help for almost 15 minutes. Jesus. If he opens the door, can I shoot him? Norkunas asked the 911 dispatcher about two minutes into his call for help. By the third minute, Norkunas is telling the dispatcher that the stranger is trying to kick the door in. According to recording of the call, um, according to recording of the call, while still on the phone with the dispatcher, Norkunas can be heard warning the stranger that he better leave or he's gonna get shot. Until this point in his life, Norkunas had never pointed a gun at anyone before. Get the cops here quick, he barks into the phone at minute four. Three minutes later, Norkunas' voice is weary. Sheriff, hurry up, please. Three more minutes pass. Where the hell are the cruisers? They're still not here. Jesus Christ, there's still no cruisers. Come to my house. Please, please. He tells the dispatcher his glass door is smashed in and he doesn't know what to do. The dispatcher tells tells him the deputies are canvassing the area to make sure no one else gets hurt. What? A dispatcher hears the glass breaking and alerts the 18 deputies who had been assigned to go to Nakunas' home, according to a dispatch log that documents the call and response. The sheriff's office initially refused to release those public records, as well as the 911 call and police report until Sundinal's attorney got involved. Still, the breaking glass did not seem to be enough to get deputies to move in on the man outside Norkunas' door. Norkunas continued to plead with the dispatcher on the 911 call, saying his home is at the end of the cul-de-sac. He says there are two cars in the driveway and there's a light on. If he gets inside the house, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've never shot anybody, he tells the dispatcher. Norkunas stays on the phone with the dispatcher from the time he made the call at 9.26pm until Johnson, the suspected intruder, walked directly to the deputies and was detained 15 minutes later, according to witnesses in the dispatcher's log. 
Where are the sirens, the whirling blue lights, the men and women who put on uniform each day, ready to serve? What were they waiting for? I've been on this earth 70 years, and I've never seen anything like this, Norkuna said in an interview. No officer came to my house. None. While law enforcement officers take an oath to serve and protect, they are not bound to do so legally, the Supreme what? Court has ruled. <laughs> the law what? doesn't require law enforcement officers to protect you from other people, said Rodney Jacobs, assistant director of the Civil Investigative Panel, a police oversight committee for the city of Miami. Julio Fuentes initially dismissed the loud noises as someone putting things into a dumpster at a nearby church, but then he had this nagging feeling that something wasn't right, so he stepped outside and saw the stranger with his garden paver banging on his neighbor's door. Fuentes called 911, and while on the phone with the dispatcher, he can be heard yelling at the stranger to stop what he's doing. Nothing seemed to faze him, Fuentes says. Eventually he moved on from Narcunas' house, and Fuentes followed him, staying about 30 to 35 feet away. Far enough but for safety, but close enough, he figured, to be able to pounce if the stranger was able to get inside one of his neighbor's homes. Oh god, oh god, oh god, he's walking into my fucking- into my fucking house. Holy fuck, please help me. Please hurry the fuck up, cried out another neighbor, who spent several minutes on the phone with the dispatcher, initially trying to get help for Nakunas, and then for herself as Johnson headed toward her home. With each minute that passes, the more incensed the woman becomes. The dispatcher tries to assure her that help is on the way. With Fuentes still following the man, the man then goes into another neighbor's house. This woman tells the dispatcher, Oh my god, this guy is fucking terrorizing everybody's house, and you guys are nowhere to be found. She lays into the dispatcher. He could have gotten away. He could have hurt someone. My neighbor's disabled. My neighbor walks with a cane, and you guys take your time. You guys take your fucking time. The dispatcher replies, they were not taking their time. Weeks later, Nakunas and his neighbors are still rattled and dumbfounded. Bottom line, my life could have ended that night, or the attacker's life could have ended. Well, more than a dozen, more than a dozen well-armed deputies did not respond to my house. Cool, cool. I, what neighborhood is this guy in? Do we know? Um, this is in... I mean, uh, I can guess, given their response. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is, it's Broward County. I mean... Interesting. Well, that's absolutely crazy. Yeah, so, so on one hand, armed cops pointing guns at children because a scientist is po posting COVID data. Another one, a guy's trying, is breaking um, into um, disabled elderly people's houses, and these coward-ass motherfuckers aren't doing a goddamn thing. They're just sitting down the street waiting. I mean, and do it. Why wait? 18 of them. Yeah, because they're the goddamn guy... fucking cowards. Because all cops are useless fucking cowards. We're they'll pull a, gun, the they'll area. Pull a gun, they'll pull a gun on a black guy or a woman with a computer. But if somebody's uh, dangerous and possibly breaking into houses, those goddamn fucking cowards are going to sit on their goddamn ass. Fuck them all. Every fucking cop's head on a pike. I don't. So, the only weapon I heard this guy had, the beginning of the article, I hate when people try to, like, muddy what's going on with inappropriate words. When he said gnawing at the door with a garden hoe or something. Yeah. In my mind, I thought, this guy is, like, hyped up on some drugs, and he's literally, like, trying to bite through the door like a crazy person. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, he's gnawing at it with a garden hoe. Just say that he's yeah. striking with a garden hoe or something. Bullshit. Uh, fuck you, whoever wrote that. Props mm. to the guy who's calling it's like guys get here I don't know what to do if I have to shoot this guy because he didn't shoot him right just yeah. to make it 100% sure he didn't no he did not did not shoot him didn't shoot him much braver than any of the 18 officers down the street who were just hanging out. I'll just canvas the area, and by that I mean we're all just hanging out down here waiting for this guy to run. I guess yeah. it's the only place he can run. I don't know. I'm going to this article. In, if he in, runs. In Google. Because I just, just when you see this, like, shattered uh, fucking door, it's like, fucking hell. How do they know he was going to run? 
every indication if someone's trying to break through a door, once they get through, they're gonna get through. Yeah. Right? These motherfuckers like, were hoping that that so, that he that right. this guy would shoot him and they wouldn't have to worry about it. Because they're goddamn fucking cowards. Because all cops are useless fucking cowards that have should have their heads fucking chopped off. Look, we thought he was a hero with a gun. Turns out he was just a man scared with a gun. How were we supposed to know? 18 of us down the street just waiting. It's 15 minutes. The guy could have done our job for us. Just kill the guy. Go up and like, no. I, I, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. It's Brad's, like, yeah. The juxtaposition of woman doing her job and standing up to someone with the power and says, no, I'm not going to meddle with data. And then continues on to be like, okay, look, I'm going to make something that people can use that's usable and not like a lie. And then police raider house with gunpoint. Fuck you. And then this? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely unexcusable. It's cool. It's cops in Florida. Cool, cool, cool. Cool guys. Real cool guys. Heads on pikes. Why was the guy trying to get in? I, I mean, he was probably on something. I mean, just the way they say he was like, you know, kept going to every house. He, like, he was probably drugged up, which is why these goddamn useless cowards didn't want to do anything. I mean, I'm surprised the door held up that well, to be honest. I thought if someone wanted to get through a door, it would be much easier. Maybe this was a security door. It's definitely, f- f- like, shattered, and but it's intact. Like, it's held its integrity. Well, it's he hurricane didn't get through. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, that must have been terrifying. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Fucking insane. All right. I object. This is bad. We need police in Florida need to get a little stern talking to. Maybe uh, some of their funding should be taken away from them, regardless of if everyone thinks that's a strong rhetoric or not. I think their head should be removed from their body. Wow, Brad. Barack Obama would not think that's a good way to be talking mm, about that. It's true. It's true. How how dare you? That motherfucker. <laughs> that motherfucker. Did you see the did you see the latest quote that comes from this fucking book where he's talking about once again he goes back to talking about that fucking beer summit situation? Oh, the beer summit where they all got together and had a cold one? Like he's talking about that situation where you know, where the cops tried to arrest a professor going into his own home with his keys. Um, he's like, well, you know, the thing about that whole situation is, you know, I can just, I, you know, the, I know I know that area, and I the cops there, they're good people, and I bet, I bet the professor uh, probably just got a little, uh, a little uppity, and uh, like, motherfucker did it again. Like, he cannot not throw black people under a bus. It, it like it's I mean it's almost like a parody of himself like I can't believe that fucking piece of shit like he can't not say the most insane thing it's pretty nuts man absolutely fucking terrible what what are your I mean what are your thoughts on another person's coming out recently who also has a book conveniently coming out I'm sorry, out I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Can, can I just I just found the quote um, sure let me <clears throat> guess as to what had happened was more particular, more human, than the simple black and white morality tale being portrayed. Having lived in Cambridge, I knew that its police department didn't have a reputation for harboring a a whole bunch of Bull Connor types. Meanwhile, Skip, as Gates was known to his friends, was brilliant and loud. One part W.E.B. Du Bois, one part Mars Blackman, and cocky enough that I could easily picture him cussing out a cop to the point where even a relatively restrained officer might feel his testosterone kick in. The fuck are you saying? You're justifying the fucking cop that arrested a man going into his own home by saying he was too fucking uppity. I can, I mean, I know the cops there are real nice and I can imagine him getting a little uppity with the cops. It should be illegal to arrest someone for being uppity. Yeah. 
I don't care how much it she annoys you. She'll also be illegal you. to arrest somebody for, or to uh, raid someone's home for um, publishing accurate uh, information about a uh, global pandemic. Oh yeah, I mean, that's a given. You should definitely never do that. You should say, no, I'm not going to, I don't care what the fucking be, warrant says. I'm protesting against this yeah. as a cop. In fact, all we're these not things doing that. All these things are not legal. None of these things are, are legal. No. You can't, uh, uh, you can't, uh, no, neither one of those situations. You can, you can be Yakubity to a cop. It, I can, mean, especially you the situation a, where you're oh, you like, can tell going into your home. Of things. If you're going into your own home and someone's hassling you, I mean, I guess there is words you, we are trained to because we're trained to fear police officers for the most part. Um, or now, at least through the... Even if you are a privileged white person, I would say, in an affluent area, you are still trained now to give a second guess to cops. It's not a respect thing or like, hey, cops are doing their job. It's now it's, oh, fuck. Everyone is on... Cops are end. only around to hassle people. They aren't good. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy stuff in Florida. Crazy stuff everywhere. Barack Obama, what are you talking about? Defund the police is the nice way. And that is the middle ground. Yes. You... I what are you talking about? My solution: decapitate police. Brad's is a little more extreme. I would say it goes beyond get abolish the police, which is the yeah. Listen, I would say here, is here's the here's the, the extreme version. I I'll say extreme. I'll say um my stronger version is decapitate the police. Some people that are is, saying that's too far. What too about? Far. I will go ahead and say it's just, too far. I disagree. Uh, what about we just abolish the police? No more police. Some people say that's too far. They say, listen, let's just defund the police. Abolish is a strong word, but it gets the point across. Like, it's to me, it's fine. Now, you can't not have something like a police department that functions. Like, the guy, like, the people who should be going to this guy's house, yeah. who the guy's, like, trying to kick the, the whole neighborhood, he's trying to get doors open. Like, the police should go in there and regulate yeah. that. Yeah, we should have about five of you those You can't guys have, like, a social worker or someone to go in there. But other situations, let's just, let's just wipe it clean, let's reassess what's going on, and let's re-divert funds, let's think more about what we need from a police department uh, and don't call it that anymore. Like, call it something else and uh, reinvent that. That's the word I would use. Let's reinvent the concept of what a police department should be and get get the proper help in these communities that they need. It's not always a gun and a dude with a badge. Uh, sometimes those dudes just kind of chill at the end of a street and wait for 15 minutes while they should go in there. And sometimes they run in for no reason and point guns at people. And sometimes they just hassle you for going into your house there's a lot of other things that they do, but yeah. yeah. Different ideas, though. Brad, a little bit further. I say extreme, but it's your it's your it's your thought. It's Brad is always ready with his guillotine in his car. He doesn't, at least in theory. And I'm with the defund. I'm in the let's re let's rethink and reassess and completely transform the police department. That also means defund them. But to me, that's that's what I want to have happen everywhere. AOC's comments pretty awesome. The one she said recently about hey, it's this is what suburbia already does. They don't give the police department a huge amount of money because they have other civil programs they're working into. I would say AOC in an ideal world, some of them do, but some other suburbias are still pumping tons of money. Like, it's not that different, but definitely more urban inner city places get the worst of this. Parts of Florida, obviously, as well. But, but I thought her quote was really good or what she said was really great about that. Brad, what about another guy who also has a book coming out, which I think is supposed to give us more answers. Have you, you've read about the Israeli, uh, I don't remember what his title was, and I tried to look it up before the show, but I, I couldn't find the story again for obvious reasons, I'm assuming. But the guy who worked with 
I guess the Israeli Space Force or some military branch who says that oh. Earth, very specifically the U.S. government and Israel, have been in contact with some sort of galactic alien or like civilization, a galactic uh, federation, if you will, for lack of better words. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, it's a known thing. They're just waiting for us to uh, evolve as a species before they kind of introduce themselves. And they've just been waiting in the wings. They've just been talking with us. They've got an underground base with us on Mars. It's cool. No big deal. The only reason I'm able to tell you now, uh, and President Trump wasn't able to tell you because he knows about it. And he wanted to say something, but the aliens stopped him. Uh, I'm telling you now because I think we're ready. And the aliens can't silence me, I guess. I, I don't know 100% why he thinks he can. But it's I, I think the ans- more of the information is in his book he just published. You've heard about this? You think this, Brad? Thoughts about this? Yeah, cool. 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 My favorite take is... Universe Beyond the Horizon, Conversations with Professor Hayam Ished. Cool. Yeah. He was a respected guy in Israel. I did a lot of stuff for the government. He said if he had come out with this information earlier, people would have thought he was crazy, Brad. Thought he was nuts. Who would have thought that someone involved at any level of the Israeli government could be completely fucking insane? Who could have ever guessed such a thing from the Israeli government? Look, about five or ten years ago, if I had said this, they would have thought that. But now it's cool. Everyone's like, all right, maybe. Dog, I know you're. maybe he's trying to sell books. I mean, obviously he's crazy, but unless you don't think. My favorite take on this, or my favorite response to this, because obviously aliens aren't, I mean, come on, astronomical odds that there's just, everything in the universe is trying to kill us and stop life. There's no way there's a galactic federation. And they're definitely working with them. I think it's just crazy. The biggest thing was, and the funniest thing I've read about it, someone on Twitter said, you know this is fake because one, if Trump knew anything about this, there was no way you could stop him from talking about it. He would be talking about how um, the aliens talked to him first, didn't talk to uh, Barack Obama about it, and he's he's like he's the guy with the aliens. Like it, w- it would be an ego trip for him. There's no way the aliens could have stopped that, which I think is accurate. But goodness. Bases on Mars. Why didn't they do it on? Why didn't they do it on the Moon? Why do you need a base off of Earth? I mean, just have, listen, a, if, just have if an Earth base. If there's alien, if there's advanced alien life out there that's in communications with the Israeli government and isn't doing anything to destroy the Israeli government, then fuck those aliens. That's a bigger off question with of their why. Heads too. Decapitate the aliens that are um, helping the Israeli government. So how did the aliens? So it's the a, U.S. I and Israel. List. I got a long list of people that are losing heads. It's the U.S. and Israel, and the aliens are like, okay, out of all the countries in the world, you guys seem like the ones we want to be in cahoots with I mean, for the long haul. I mean, worst aliens. Yeah. Worst aliens. Like, the two, like, most craven, um, horrific, like, uh, imperial powers. No. Fuck that shit. Yeah, those aliens have got other things going on. That Those aliens have ulterior motives. Yeah. It's like the, what was the one movie? I can't remember what it was called, where the aliens were on Earth and they were, like, helping with the greenhouse effect. And this one scientist knew it, and the, or they were basically terraforming Earth so that they could, like, colonize it or whatever. That's those kinds. This is the kinds of aliens we're talking about that are with the U.S. government and Israel. They're, our governments are just arrogant enough and are uh, in their own heads of, like, yeah, we are people, like, bringing democracy and, like, freedom to the Earth, the earth that they would just go along with whatever these aliens were talking about. You couldn't pull that over on New Zealand. No one in our government actually believes that, friend. No one no, in our government not. actually believes that shit. That's the rubes. But uh, you couldn't pull that over on other countries, I don't think. Probably couldn't pull it over on us. I just don't know. I, but it's it can't be real, right, friend? Like, it's obviously no. not real. Okay, just real making bomb. sure. Real just bomb. making sure. Real just a guy trying to sell books. Just a guy who's literally crazy and just decided to come out as crazy. 
There's another person coming out. It's cool. It's cool. We're, we're all fine. It's fine. So, this is going to sound weird, but my dog can loves running around our house. I, we have, a, a, I would say, a, a decent-sized house for a little puppy, and this thing is super tiny. It just likes running around in circles. It makes laps. So sometimes I'll run with it just for fun. Like, I'll run around the house with a dog, which is weird because I'm a very tall, large human, and this is a tiny little dog, but it just loves to run with me. When we're not outside, it's super cold. The dog does not like going outside. It goes outside. It looks at me. It looks out at the yard. It looks at me, and it either goes back to the door and looks at me like, we're going in, right? Or, okay, I guess I will use the restroom, and then we have to go in immediately, Alex. It doesn't like being outside. Sometimes it does when it's a little bit warmer, but... So to work out its energy, we just run around the house. Like, I'll get a toy and play fetch with it, or um, I'll run with her sometimes, because she likes to run with something. Let me tell you, we were running today, and I exhausted our, we exhausted each other. And my sugar, it was bottomed out. I get really low. I was like, oh, fuck. Because I'm not used to having to run with a dog. It's a dog, and between my dog and my daughter, uh, who both require more attention than I would say an older child, like Joey's cool with whatever, they are, this week, it's, it's getting to me, man. Just tired. I mean, obviously, I love every minute of it, but since December, I would say, is a very heavy gift-giving month, given the holidays that are around it, I want to talk about a gift I was given. It was an Echo Flex. An Echo, F- an Echo Flex is like a mini Echo Dot. It's the smallest Echo device that Amazon makes. Oh, okay. It's basically the same, except it has a less a less good speaker. You plug it directly into the wall as opposed to having a like power supply that runs to it. And it has a USB port in the bottom that you can put attachments into. One of them okay. is a sensor so that if it detects something around them, it can do something. You can program it to do something. And I can't remember what the other one is, but it has two like attachments. And as we have two Echo Dots in our house, one upstairs and one downstairs, and we play music on them, it's fun. And you can sync them all to where if one's playing music on one, it does it asynchronously throughout the entire house. So if you move from room to room. And I put this one in our kind of den slash sitting room where we have my desk that I work at during the day and our uh, main Christmas tree. And it's awesome. I would highly recommend it. If you don't have a dot, it's a fun entry. It's great for like a kid's room, I would say. And it doesn't sound bad. It doesn't sound great. But it's more than enough to say, hey, put on some Christmas music and it just be like a background noise kind of thing. Even at its loudest, it's more than fine. I was very skeptical about it because I looked at those in the dots because I was going to get another dot or something. And I didn't want to buy like a crazy expensive one because I don't really need a crazy expensive speaker. And I was on the fence about this one. But when someone gave it to me as a gift randomly and I tried it, I can vouch. It's, It's a good it's a good little one. And it does all the things the other ones do. And it's great. I have outlets on my ceiling, like right up above for some random weird reason. I have no idea why someone put outlets up there. So I actually have it up, out of eyesight, up on the wall, like high in the ceiling. And it's perfect also because it can flood the room with sound downward. And I don't have to worry about that. Like it's not like tucked away or on a desk or something or on a plug on the floor. I don't know if it would work well as a plug on the floor. But vertically up above everything, it's a perfect little Alexa device. Nice, nice. I also have uh, two dots, as uh, I'm sure everyone remembers when I was sent a second one accidentally. If you want to completely echo up your apartment, get a flex. Where where do you not have a flex? Where do you not have an echo device? Yeah. Well, here's the, yeah, again, teenser apartment. um, And I've already got two echo dots, one in my bedroom, one in the living room. And I've got this fucking soundbar now, which I also could um, technically sync to my phone. Nice. 
Um, issue with the sound bar. Uh oh. It is. It is really awesome. Again, as somebody who doesn't really care about sound, really, it's not a big deal. But it is noticeably better, um, which is neat. I like it. But because of like placement, like obviously, I'm in an apartment. I can't like mount it on like the wall. So it, it was sitting, you know, just like on the the shelf of the TV. Didn't realize though that it was blocking the the TV sensor so that, to use the Ooh. remote. So I was like, well, fuck. Uh. Do I, how do I how do I get around this? Um, so now it's, you know, I, it's just kind of sitting on a box on the floor because I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I'm less, I, I got a less, less than a year left in this apartment. I don't fucking care anymore. Like whatever. No one's coming over. It's COVID times. <laughs> it's just the, the box that the Christmas ornaments were in. Like that's fine. Fine. We'll just on top of that. Whatever. Do you have a space where you can mount it underneath the TV stand? No, because that's, it's a bookshelf. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's no, yeah. I don't think that it works the same. Because it's, here's the, here's the yeah. situation here. Yeah. You either so have to just, replace the bookshelf or something. I get that TV, I, no. get the TV vocal, make vertical, get one of, make your own kind of shelf for it to lay on that has room for the sound bar above it and get the whole thing up. It'll be a weekend project. I think I'll just, uh, I think I'll just live with it like sitting on the box. Live with it and then mount the TV and the sound bar to the wall when you get your new house. That easy. Yeah, obviously. That obviously. easy. Yeah. Like, who cares? Who cares? It's fine. It's fine. It's enjoyable, though. I like it. I nice. like it. I'm glad you like it. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I watched the new Mutants uh, with a, a fantastic sound. Finally saw that movie that was finally made available to see. It seemed like it came out because we knew it was going to come out. And then they just said, all right, it's here. It's here. Anyone can get it. Um, rent it. Check it out. Because well, it was made in 2017. I mean, it was they, made forever ago. They held off because they're like, well, we don't want to, we want, don't want to run at the same time as Deadpool. So we'll hold it off. And then it's like, oh, well, we're going to do some reshoots because uh, people really like the trailer. Um, so we're going to add some things to it and make it more spooky scary like the director originally wanted. And then it was like, oh, but we don't but we don't want it to compete with Logan. So we're going to we're going to delay it. And uh, so we're going to put it off for another six months. Oh, oh, now there's like a terrible virus. Oh, OK, we'll, we'll just wait. Uh, you know what, guys? Uh, just whatever. Just take our movie, please. And then. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Fox. uh Fox sold the X-Men to Disney, and they're like, all right, we're just going to delay it a little while longer. And then there was a virus. It's like the most delayed movie ever. Was it worth the wait? Was it a fun movie? It was fine. It was, it was fine. fine. Not even a fun ride. It was just, eh, fine. Like, if there hadn't been all of the hassle, and, like, and it had come out, like, forever ago, it would have been probably done pretty well, I think. Um, but it was fine. Like, the, like there was just too many, there was, like, too many issues overall. There was just, like, they, they didn't get to reshoot the things they were supposed to reshoot, and... You know, I, you know, it's, it's whatever. I, I know they originally wanted to do uh, multiple movies and that would, I think it would have been neat. Um, I mean, as far as X-Men movies go, it's up there because most of them are terrible. Um, Very true. But it's fine. It's just fine. It's fine. It's fine. I think every X-Men movie I've seen is fine. I wouldn't say any of them were good. It's just like, hey, this is the X-Men. I remember them, loved them as kids. This is cool. We got all the characters here, especially those first I three. Like I was like, eh. I, I feel the first and the third X-Men movie were terrible. The second one was like, definitely better terrible. than the other the ones. Second, the, yeah, the second one was, second one was, was yeah, the second one was okay. But that, I hate it. Like, when that first one came out, like, I didn't even see it in the theater. I, like, I saw it, like, on VHS. And I was <laughs> like, this is bad. This is a very bad movie. Because, again, it was, like, 1998 or something, 99. It, like, we had, we had just started making superhero movies. And they weren't good. 
people don't remember that because they're like, oh, we got superhero movies, but they weren't good, guys. They were very bad. They were memorable Didn't get moments good for a while. I remember the second one barely. I know that at one point Wolverine is basically the protector of the younger X Men. They have to go do something. And I know in the third one, it's the Phoenix thing and Magneto and Phoenix versus the other mutants and Juggernaut gets his, uh, gets hurt by Kitty Pryde in a pretty funny scene. Like it's a fun, it's a, it's a fun romp, but it's like, eh, I thought the new mutant, I like the new mutants were not new mutants, but like the first class was all right. Yeah. And this, I, like, I liked, I liked all of those. The last yeah. one was meh, but. Was that the Days of Future Past one or that was the Apocalypse one? Apocalypse was the. That was the last one. Yeah. The last that was like a. One. But the, well, the no the was apocalypse or was no there was the one after the apocalypse where they did days of well not the days they did they did dark phoenix again. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, I don't remember if that was the last one or apocalypse was the last. One I think of that them, was the last one. Yeah, wow. it was fine. That one was fine. I completely forgot about that one. Yeah, I have to go back. They, they're fine. The Deadpool's were really good. All the X Men movies have been okay. I liked first. I liked first class. I liked Days of Future Past. I liked the second X Men. <laughs> and now you would you would put this movie, New Mutants, in the same with both Phoenix movies and the first one. No, it's better than those. It's definitely better. Than okay, those. that's good. The trailer yeah. looked pretty fun. Yeah, and the new- yeah, I I think it could have been better. Is is the the problem is like it wasn't as ineptly made as the bad X-Men movies. Like, it was like, there was a lot of good stuff there, but they also just didn't get to fully take advantage of it, and I... Because I I know originally they wanted to make it a darker, like, scarier movie, Um, but then the studio was like, no, 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 let's don't do that. But then that did really well in the trailers, so they wanted to go back and amp that up, and then they just didn't get to because of everything. I've gotten to where... I mean, I enjoy hearing how movies are made, but there's a new Netflix series called The Holiday Movies That Made Us, which is piggybacking on the whole The Toys That Made Us, The Movies That Made Us. those people. They did Elf, and they did Nightmare Before Christmas. And the Nightmare Before Christmas one is worth your time if you like Danny Elfman, because... It is interesting. <laughs> that movie was plagued with interesting production woes and just people. It's it's interesting. Danny Elfman being a very interesting character in this and his girlfriend at the time who was a famous screenwriter. I don't remember. I can't remember everything that she's done. That's a good one. The Elf one is also interesting, but I... But all that to say, that was something I've recently watched that I, I can vouch for being fun. And there's only two. There's just Elf and Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas being the one you'll want to watch. Weird movie in its own right. But it doesn't shock me that these production rows happen to New Mutants. The New Mutants are a weird mutant team to make a movie out of. Like, I guess it kind of makes sense because they're supposed to be the teenagers. But there's some weird New Mutants with weird powers. And that all those storylines I've heard about from the podcasts that have reviewed the New Mutants and I've learned from. Because I didn't read them when I was a kid. I just read the, the normal X-Men books. That was well like before our mutants. time, I guess, in the comic book world. But Yeah, it's, yeah, it's 80s. Definitely, like, mid-80s, yeah. Well, who is Cyclops' sister again? Cyclops doesn't have a sister. Not Cyclops. That was a test. I'm kidding. Um, I, I meant Colossus. Oh, Ilyana, yeah. And she's in this. What is her yeah. name, though? I can't remember her name. Like, Ilyana? No, her mutant name. Oh, Magic. Magic. I can see definitely how magic could spur crazy, creepy, scary things. Yeah. And that was the best part of this movie, you would say? Or one of the cooler aspects? I, I don't know. It's... I mean... I, should I rent this, Brad, or should I wait till it streams on Disney Plus is the question I'm asking you. I, 
Yeah, I'd say wait, wait for it to stream. Uh, Perfect. There's a, there's a lot, there's, because uh, I know, just because of, like this is, and again, I am not someone that's obviously that's interested in movie news or people talking about fucking movies, but because this movie's gone on for so long, I've inadvertently heard a lot about what this movie was supposed to be, and I know that the second movie they wanted to do, they want, they, they wanted to keep them all kind of horror-ish theme, but the second movie they wanted to do is more of like an alien horror thing, and they would have brought in Warlock, which would have been awesome. Ooh. And they would have had um, Antonio Banderas as um, Sunspot's father. Oh, wow. Um, so, and it would have all been, like, set in Brazil or something. Um, and then the third movie, they wanted to do um, full, like, Inferno with, like, demons and stuff. And from this, I can kind of see more of what they wanted to do with Ilyana, because they kind of touch on, like, Limbo and, like, like her fucked up childhood. And it's it's dark. It's dark. Uh, and there's Lock- Lockheed's in there as well, which is neat really? how they do that. Yeah, they, it's it's a different take, but it's it's pretty neat the way they do it. Is Kitty Pride in it? No, no Kitty Pride. What? Okay, who is who? Who are the mutants in it? Beside Magic and obviously Sunfire. Um, so it's it's um, I'm sorry, Sunspot. Not Sunspire. Sunspire, my bad. Uh, um, it's uh, the main character is um 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 what is Danny's Danny uh, Moonstar? Um, I forget what her name is. Um, but I forget. But um, it's her because they're kind of doing demon the demon bear um, from the comics, but not. It's weird and questionable. Oh, uh, because that's that's a whole that's a whole thing too. That's a whole thing. That's a whole thing. Because the I, it's understandable because again it was written in the eighties, guys. Let's, let's cut a little bit of slack. But the story is like because it's supposed to be a Native American story. Um, but actuality the. What this Native American story is based on is actually just a Billy Graham, like, um, Jizo shit making up a Native American legend and then saying it was a Native American thing that it wasn't. So that's kind of problematic just from, like, the get-go. Hmm. But it was the 80s when they wrote the comic book, so I, I'll... They didn't have the internet to look up and see what was actual Native American bullshit and what was just, like, Christians, like, making up shit. So I, I guess you gotta give a little bit of slack there, but... Yikes. Um, so yeah, it's it's Danny, it's Sunspot, it's Ilyana, it's uh, Rain, and uh, Cannonball. Cool. Yeah. It's a group of kids. Yeah. Finding their way in the world, Xavier's Institute, or wherever they're at. Um, they're, like, in, like, a weird hospital that's... They don't know... It's it's weird. And they're locked up, basically. It's, it's a weird situation. And they're like, I'll oh... I'll wait for it to stream. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything in case people actually want to see it. Because um, there are... I mean, there are a couple of things that are there, but... Interesting. There's no way that this is going to come in to the next part of Avengers, right? They're not going to no, bring these guys in. Uh, no, One sadly, they, no, no, they're not going to. There, this is this is gone. This is done. So, which is sad because I feel like uh, I feel like Rain was really good. It was a girl from uh, George R. Make Believe TV show. Um, I forget her name. Game of Thrones. I don't remember her yeah. name either, but uh, Arya was her name on the show. Um, she was good, and then she was real. That was good casting. I thought she was really good, and Ilyana was really good. And, That's the um, woman who's uh, in. She plays the lead in that Queen's Gambit uh, television show on Netflix. She's been in tons of stuff yeah. since then. Um, she was good. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean the cast was good. It was just yeah, it was. It, I don't know. Like it was. It was, it was a teacher little you. movie that they they could have done more with, but you know whatever. It was fine. It was fine. Fine, guys, it chill. Fine. It's a freaking it's fine. movie. Just everybody relax. It's a movie. 
just watch the movie, enjoy the movie. There's not gonna be another one, so don't you don't have to worry how it's gonna fit into the cinematic universe. Fuck off with cinematic universes. Like it's a movie. It's just a movie. Fine. I really wonder how they're gonna bring the X-Men into the new Marvel Disney stuff, because that's gonna be interesting. I mean there's a yeah. billion ways they could do it, but I mean I like the know, new I, stuff they're doing with the X-Men, so I, who knows what Marvel's gonna do with anything? Because like, when are movie theaters going to be a thing again? Like, because like, this is the whole problem with that. Um, having like a ten-year um like production line plan of we're making three movies a year. Like, and now like two of them are backed up for like you know a year. Because <laughs> Black Widow's still gonna come out. Eternals still has to come out, and those are just the ones that are done and waiting. I forgot about Black Widow. Yeah, that was supposed to be out like months ago. I didn't know Eternals was Eternals, done. Interesting. Eternals was supposed to... I mean, it may not be done done, but, like, it was supposed to come out, like, in November. So, it was... Wow. It wasn't done. It's damn close to done. And I don't imagine they can really do a lot of... I mean, maybe they can still do reshoots, but... Can you do reshoots on a movie a year later? That was one of the reasons they didn't do reshoots for New I Mutants. Mean, is because it had been so long that everyone was too old to do reshoots. <laughs> and I'm sure the uh, digital effects to make them younger just wasn't worth it. It just wasn't in the budget at that point. Not worth it. They barely, they barely had digital effects to make a bear. So I don't think we're de-aging <laughs> young actors. Should have just borrowed the one from Halloween Horror Nights. That they, bear should have been the star Rain in this. They barely into a wolf. They mostly just had like a CGI wolf and then Rain with a little bit of extra hair on her arms. They didn't do any of that like where she's like wolfish human looking. It was pretty much no. either she's just a CGI wolf or she's got a little extra hair on her. No manimal moment. That's bullshit. Yeah. Where's the body Did, horror the of someone turning that. into a wolf? Are, like, well, because like in the comics, she's mostly like, you know, in like that in-between. Yeah. That's weird. Didn't I don't like, know about that at all. That's weird call. Weird call. I, I for one, I, it granted, movie theaters, what's going to happen with COVID? We don't know anything about how these vaccines are going to work or what life will be like post that if it ever happens. Surely it will, but why, why speculate at this point? There's so many other things to worry about. And a, a pandemic is one of the things, main things to worry about, but there's a lot of stuff going on. Alex, if you keep worrying about a pandemic, I'm going to have to send armed police to your house to steal your technology. I Truth, truth. Careful. Don't be too scared. Um, all that to say... I love... Crooked. It's a, I, I didn't want to say anything. It's really bothering me. Come on. I, I applaud and welcome... Was it Warner Brothers who said they're just going to release everything in theaters and through HBO Max? No. Well done. I cannot fucking wait. This is Indeed. what I've dreamed of. Cannot wait. I will have a front row seat whenever I can squeeze time between my children, my pets, <laughs> and all other responsibilities I have. Yes, I will watch Wonder Woman when it comes out. Yes, I'm going to watch the new Matrix movie. Everything they got. I, You got me, guys. I'm here for it. I wish they would do that with everything. And I know it's not going to make them as much money, but at this point, let's rethink the model. Let's just... Yeah, let's figure it out. Let's figure it out, guys. Let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. Should we, should we move on and try to figure out Taxi, Brad? Friends, it's that super, super special time of the week where we talk about Taxi...
Brad is going to have a whole minute to summarize this episode of Taxi. This is season one, episode 11, A Full House for Christmas. It's actually episode 13, except on Hulu. Hulu has it at 11. I don't know who had it, which one it is, but it's an episode in the first season of Taxi, a television show that premiered in 78. This episode apparently ran on December 12th, 1978. But like I said, Brad's got a minute to tell us about this to the best of his ability. If he goes over, he's a uh, he's forgotten what the Christmas spirit's all about. If he goes horrendously under, he is a uh, Christmas chump. But if he gets a minute on the dot, he's a brave heart, and that's what we hope for. A very narrow landing, but Brad can stick it. He's done it before. Are you ready, friend? Give me one second. I'll give you a few, because this is a very emotional episode of Taxi. High stakes. I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, on go. Three, two, one, go. Hey, guys, it's Taxi. Um, you know, that show where it's kind of sad and depressing. Um, so Danny DeVito's uh, um, uh, gambling brother is com- finally coming into town, and he's real excited because his mother, every Christmas, waits for her son to come visit, but he never does because he doesn't like his family, which, like, yeah, just, like, cut him loose. Like, cut your family off. Like, me, motherfuckers, stop getting upset about family. Fuck that shit. Um, meanwhile... Uh, Mary Lou Henner is like real bummed out because like this is gonna be her first Christmas alone So she, she decides to force a Christmas party on all of her co-workers and force them to buy gifts. It's terrible Also, there's like some kids that are coming around as a chorus um, to scam money and give some of it to Danny DeVito It's the worst. So Danny DeVito's like, hey brother, you have to come see mom and He's like, no thanks. Yeah, uh, but I don't want to take her to Vegas. You have to take her to Vegas So we'll play a poker game and if you and if Judd Hirsch wins, uh, you have to take her to Vegas um, And if otherwise you get all the money in the business goes away. Bye. Whoa, one minute. Hi. I believed in you. That was just a weird episode of TV. You got a lot in for the time that you had a minute. It, yeah. it was a very weird episode of TV, which is one of the reasons I suggested it as something we could watch for the high holiday season. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Bizarre. I, I, there's just so, there's like, all the worst things about the holidays are really in this episode. Yeah, it's... Like, it takes every worst thing about <laughs> holidays. And, like, it's like, oh, oh, oh. Forced work, like, party, terrible. Like, like, weird family guilt and, like, oh, oh. <laughs> I Taxi in and of itself is a weird show. So when you label the Christmas stuff on top of it, this awkwardness, the worst parts, as Brad said, accurately, it gets even weirder. And I appreciate it for that. What do you remember about Taxi from your childhood, Brad? Or from I, whenever you've watched it before now? I definitely watched some Taxi as a kid. Like, when it first started showing up on Nick at Night. Um, like, way back in the day. And it, like, it was all... I, I remember it took me a while to get into it, because it was off-putting. Because it's just, like, a real, like, like dirty, sad sack show. Like, it's a bunch I mean, of people. It's, some, it's Taxi it's Drivers some, in New York in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. It's... Just gr- it's grim. It's a grim show. Like overall, it's grim. It's a gr- bunch of grim people, like just trying to get by, and it's depressing. I remember every episode having some sort of, obviously laughs, but it tried to tackle a real hard issue-ish. Like I felt like there was high stakes and drama in every episode, whether it was the working man getting, um, like, uh, 
coming on hard times because of the employer, in this case, the taxi service. Like, they couldn't catch a break. It was always them helping each other out, which makes sense from a television show. We're talking, like, working class people would love this show of its time, and I guess appreciate it for that. But every episode, from my child, anything memory I have, every memory I have is Danny, Danny DeVito going off on someone in a very emotional way, whether it was for good or bad, and then someone sticking up for themselves or the rest of the taxi corporation for it. And then also there was some Christopher uh, Lloyd stuff that was funny. Oh yeah, and there's that one guy, uh, was it not Latka? What was his name? Yeah, Latka. Andy Kaufman, who is Andy not Kaufman. in this episode randomly. Do you know why he's not in this episode? Because no. I figured this out. Uh, and it gets weird. So apparently... Uh, Louis's brother, play, Louis is played by Danny Vito. He's the guy who runs this taxi place. He's in the box, as he calls it, and that's where he uh, gives them... I'm not sure how taxis worked in the 70s. I'm assuming it was the same. You just go out on your beat, and you pick up people and come back with whatever money you earn. He's in this... He, that's where he's the manager of this place. His brother, as Brad said, comes into town, Nick. Nick was originally supposed to be played by Andy Kaufman's alter ego, Tony Clifton. Oh, that makes sense. One day on the set, and everyone on the cast said, this has to stop. This is insane, because Andy did not break character. He was late to the set. He had two prostitutes with him when he came in. He became Tony Clifton, and everyone kind of was like, all right, we're all actors here. We get it. This is super method. We got to find a way to stop him from doing this, because we can't do this. So, ultimately, like... Andy talked with them outside of character and was like, hey, look, I don't know if it was on the phone, like, as him, but, like, in another room or whatever, but he's like, okay, look, you need to fire Tony Clifton, and we'll just pretend this wasn't in my contract, because it was in his contract that Tony Clifton would appear on the show. We'll just pretend that you hired a guy named Tony Clifton and then you fired him, and we'll never talk about it again, and you don't have to put me back on the show, whatever, we'll work it out. But that's why he's not here, Brad, because he was replaced. Our, one of the characters that he played was replaced by this guy, which I think was better because this guy does a very I, good job of being Louis's brother, I think. I, but that, this whole, everything, like, makes so much more sense now. So much more sense. Like, absolutely. And I think I, I think this was actually in the um, the Jim Carrey uh, Man on the Moon movie. I think this, like, with him coming on as Tony Clifton and then, like, everyone not being, not dealing with it. I think that was actually in the movie. Which I think he did eventually come on as Tony Clifton. Oh, yeah. But I think they, at that point they were probably more accustomed to dealing with Andy Kaufman being Andy Kaufman. Oh, man. This is, uh, this is the 11th episode, and he's for already going full, like, Tony Clifton nonsense. Ooh. This, I... Apparently, he was fired, and he made a huge deal about it, and they had to get a security guard. The security guards had to escort him out. How do you work with this guy after this? When he comes in the next day, it's just Andy. He's like, hey, guys, what's up? Who is that Tony guy? Andy, shut the fuck up and go through your line. Like, how does that work? How does that I work? Mean, either Andy Kaufman would have been the most fun person to be around or hell. And I really think it depends on the fucking way the wind's blowing. Like, I, I would say I, nine times out of ten hell because people can't live in chaos you can't live with someone who is supposed this isn't bipolar this is a multiple personality disorder this is an actor choosing to do this no that's exhausting after after a while i mean i i i think but i think and it's hard to tell because like all the people that fucking worked with andy common that knew him it, it like seemed like the ones that like knew him enough to get like his shtick and what he found amusing like got it and were like understood and is like yeah this is yeah this is what it is um, but you have to be 100%. And I don't know how much he would let you be 100%. I mean, I mean yeah. Who, but at this point, it's impossible to tell what's true and what people are just mythologizing about Andy Kaufman. But 
It would have been interesting. Mystery solved, though, is why he's not on this episode. Yeah. I, like, now, like, obviously this was supposed to be Tony Clifton. Everything about it makes fucking sense now. Would have been a weird episode of Tony Clifton. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think we got a better episode for it, but did we? I don't know. I, uh, I, I don't know. I think I would have liked to have seen that Tony Clifton episode. Just for the, yeah. Because also, I was like, this episode feels real thin. And it's like, oh, because we had, we had to give time for Andy Kaufman to Andy Kaufman around. <laughs> And so when he didn't have him, Andy Kaufman, around, we got a, a show that had three weird endings to fill time. Clearly to fill One of which is just them re-showing a scene. <laughs> they still gave Andy Kaufman a credit for this in the credits. Obviously, I guess, because he's on the show and it's like yeah, a staple yeah, so character, guys, but yeah, he never he's... appears. At least not in this footage. So the main cast member. Oh, yeah. So it's Christmas. I think it's Christmas Eve. Everyone's playing. Uh, some people are off their taxi beats and they're playing poker like they always do in the middle of the shop. Uh, what's his? We have Tony Danza just here, and um, the guy from. Well, he may be just be from this. He plays Bobby on the show, but is it Jeff Conaway? Oh was, yeah. Was yeah. he in? I, I for some reason I think he was he in Greece. Yeah. Okay, just making sure I wasn't just remembering that wrong. Because in my mind, for some reason, Taxi and Grease just seemingly mixed, and I don't know why, but that doesn't make any sense. Just, it's 10 30. I, I don't know what's going on. But uh, anyway, uh, Alex is there, uh, the main guy, uh, played by Judd Hirsch, and they're talking about it's Christmas Eve, and they're going to be spending it alone Christmas, as they always do. Oh, there's also another guy there that I... Oh, like, what? I missed him completely, Brad. Who are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, everyone's favorite character, um, John. Who? You no, know, John from Taxi, played by uh, Randall Carver. Uh, dude, this episode was going on, and I was like, am I insane that there's just, like, a main cast member of Taxi that I have no memory of? Because it turns out there was this... There was one random-ass uh, member of the cast that was only on the first season, um, and then disappeared, much like uh, it's, a, it's a real cheer situation. Because, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, this guy's just... I, I, I have no memory of this character existing. Um, he seems redundant yeah, when you have yeah. Tony Danza, <laughs> uh, Bobby, and Alex. It's like, do we need another just generic white dude? Yeah, for real. Like, I don't... Yeah, I guess he's younger not. and like he has a family where Bobby doesn't and neither does Tony. So they're like, but at that point, it, Tony Danza and Bobby are just their own charisma's characters because they're different enough, I guess. Yeah, absolutely, know, absolutely man. unnecessary character. But I'm glad, glad we dropped him because I was like, this whole episode I was like, who are you? Is this show trying to trick me? Because this guy isn't real. What is this weird Mandela effect? Like, this guy is not on this show. This is before Christopher Lloyd was like a main murdered? cast member. Is he going to yeah. be murdered like halfway through the episode? And they're just setting him up like, oh yeah, it's that guy we've all known forever. And then he gets just murdered halfway through. It's like, oh, we loved him so much. He was always around. Only in this one episode. It's especially that guy who hangs around the taxi service every once in a while. Christopher Lloyd comes in and just like suddenly he's a main guy hmm. foul play in the show foul play hmm. Hmm. but they're yeah. talking about how they're gonna be alone for christmas what else is new because like brad said this is a kind of sad sack uh downer taxi episode like well, they all are yeah but then they they set up this whole thing about like uh mary lou henner's like she's like oh she's sad because this is the first christmas she's ever spent alone yeah and it's like oh and i thought like that was gonna be like a main thing in the episode but no that's just a reason for them to have a christmas party 
Maybe we had an episode before where she is introduced. I don't know if it's one of the first episodes where, because I guess it's hinted that she's divorced and this is the first year her husband is taking the kids himself. Yeah. So that's why she's a taxi driver, I guess. This is the only job she could find on such short notice and she's just working with it to make ends meet. I don't know. Maybe she moonlights as a taxi driver. I don't know. Is it always night in taxi? Because it seems like it's always nighttime. I, I think it's just, I no, I just think it's just a dark set. I think, I think it's... I don't think it's necessarily nighttime. Because it doesn't make sense that little kids would be running around super late at night. In my mind, taxi always happened unless they showed it in daytime, middle of the night. Like night court. In my mind, night court and taxi happened at the same time at night. Oof, yikes. That was me as a kid. Because again, dark set, how was I supposed to know outside of context? We never see outside. But it makes sense this would be earlier in the day, obviously. But there's no windows. I don't know. So yeah, so yeah, she's she's all bummed out. So she's like, "Hey, I got an idea. Let's have a Christmas party in in the fucking taxi garage." Yeah. Oh, like to make it that far into the holidays, and there's not like a work like holiday event, and then last minute, last minute, this fool's gonna throw one together. Brad, it's a tradition. They've never had a holiday thing. Why start? And now uh, is Elaine. She's coming in and shaking things up. Alex thinks it's a great idea. Alex is a Alex will be a taxi driver for the rest of his life. Like I don't understand. I don't under, I don't know who any of these characters are really because I've only seen maybe in total five episodes of Taxi in my life, and this is one of them. So yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, Very bizarre. Because I, my work is still, by the way, having a fucking Christmas lunch. Like, I think Thursday. Are you kidding me? I'm like, what are you motherfuckers doing? Like, what are you talking about, Christmas lunch? We did a, I, we did a, um, a video chat gingerbread house decorating thing for our Christmas thing. Oh, yeah, they're doing gingerbread house decorating, too. Like, again, most people are still in my office, by the way. That's like, insane. <laughs> That's crazy. I, yeah, I'm just, I'm like, no. Like, you gave me the option? Fuck it. I am not going back. Like, It's Florida, though, I'll, so I guess it doesn't surprise me too much. I'll go back when you fucking force me back. Not before. Like, the vaccine's gonna be out. I'm gonna have had it for, like, six months. They're like, are you ever coming back to the office? I was like, excuse me? No. The next COVID season's coming. I need the next vaccine. I'll see you guys, guys in the spring. Maybe. Yeah, no. No, thank you. No, thanks. I like this better. This is better. COVID doesn't have seasons like the flu. We're gonna be getting COVID vaccines for the rest of our lives until we can cure it. Doesn't matter. Let's... I, I'm getting too taxi in our t- talk about taxi. It's getting a little depressing. Yeah, I am gonna fucking send armored Gestapo to your house to seize your tech if you you don't stop talking about this. Just throwing out random things like, well, wait a minute. This is different than other sicknesses. I don't know if it has season. It doesn't matter. So, um, like, she, like, I mean, ugh, like a last minute work Christmas party. That's going to be hell to prepare for, by the way, because this is last minute and this is the 70s. They don't have Amazon. They don't have like two minute or two hour grocery delivery. They can't just, and it's in New York. Where the fuck do you go to get all your stuff? I mean, I don't live in a big city, so I don't know. I'm sure you can get it stuff at a bodega or just some random place. Like you can get Christmas stuff. And she even says, I don't have time to cook anything, so I can just go to a deli and get all the food we'll need. This close to Christmas? You're gonna go to a deli and get all that don't you have to aren't there like days before where you have to prep what's going on i don't it, it seems insurmountable right. it seems it's, crazy it seems terrible it like seems you go bad. to work one day and it's like all right well i should be all right well i got the morning shift so uh, i should be home around six or seven and then you get to work and it's like oh by the way we're gonna have a christmas party tonight hmm? we're gonna have a what when it's mandatory uh, i have to come i'm just coming i'm not bringing any i'm not doing anything for this last minute no I, no i'm gonna go home i'm gonna go home when i'm done with work no 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 come hang out with all of your friends what oh you mean my colleagues no thanks but Brad, uh, we got the tree. All our presents are going to go underneath it. You can bring your presents in and just give them to your coworkers. Um, oh, presents for who? 
the, the presents you got for your coworkers. It's Christmas. Don't you give gifts at Christmas to your friends? I, I have a friend I give gifts to at holidays. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, this coworker bullshit. What? Brad, Brad, Brad. It's it's Christmas, your friends, and your slash your coworkers. Um, the, first of all, those are different things. Um, really? No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's different things? No. I can't, like, I can't even imagine buying a gift for a coworker. I can't even fathom that. The idea, the audacity that fucking uh, people that I am forced to work with that I would spend money to buy them gifts and then I would buy my boss a gift? I would buy my boss a gift? <laughs> Motherfucker pays me. I don't buy him. I don't pay him. <laughs> There, I, I respect workplaces where management says, do not get any of us gifts. This is all awkward. And as Brad said, the power dynamic is very bizarre. You do not need to and definitely don't feel obligated. Do not give someone gifts unless you want to, but definitely probably don't give your bosses or managers gifts. If anything, managers should give you gifts. We we stand by this. Whatever. Gift etiquette around the job place is super weird. I'm sure we both have tons of stories. I've never had, I would say, a good gift exchange or a gift experience, Christmas party experience at any place I've worked. Um, I've never even present employer, which I'm very happy with and love to work with. It's always been awkward and strange. I, I like I, I have a hard rule. I do not participate in work shit. You're not gonna you're not getting me to do a potluck. You're not gonna get me to do a, a sock exchange, a mug exchange. Uh, oh yeah, they try that shit. They're like, everybody bring in a fun pair of socks. We're gonna have a sock exchange. Everybody bring a fun mug. We're gonna have a mug exchange. No, we're not. No, we're not. We are not doing any of that stupid shit. Fuck off. You shouldn't do no gifts allowed at a workplace. No gifts. No. If you want to give gifts to your coworkers, do it at a different time because we are not facilitating that at any holiday gathering. Sorry. Listen, if okay, I'll say I'll, I'll allow this. I'll, and I'm not again. I'm not taking part of this, and I don't want this. But I'm okay with this. If if you're making like baked goods, like if your thing is I make cookies at Christmas, I make whatever. I make I I bake something. I make baked goods, and if I want to put like a little make a little Ziploc bag and like, hey everybody, I brought I made a bunch of cookies. I I brought I made some extras. Here's cookies for everybody. If you want to do that, that's quaint and cute and fine, but I, I still don't think you should. I'm never going to fucking do it, and I don't want your shit because I don't trust you. <laughs> I haven't seen your kitchen. I've seen every episode of Hoarders. I have never seen your kitchen. <laughs> so you can give it to me, but I'm either going to leave it in the break room or put it in the garbage because no thank you. Don't want. I mean, that's solid advice. It's fine. It's fine if you want to do that. I get people do that. That's okay. Does that make us Scrooges, Brad? Because I'm of a similar... Like, I will not throw away no, food makes, given to me. That makes us reasonable adults. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Just because I don't participate in these things in the same level other people do, or don't even feel compelled in many instances to be like, why would I bring you baked goods on Christmas? Even Boy. if I made baked goods for Christmas, why would I impose that on you? You could have yeah, allergies no. I don't know about. You could not like the thing it is, and now you feel awkward. Like, I don't want to make you feel so, awkward if I'm giving you a gift or, like, something. That's, that's for... That is for close friends. I have, Our family members, if you like your family. I have, But that's not required. There are times I've brought stuff to work. I, I've brought, like, donuts to work before just as something. Um, I have brought random stuff that I'm just like, I don't... The kids aren't going to eat all of this Halloween candy or whatever. I'll bring it to work, and as a community, people can get at it if they want. But I don't want it to go to waste. Steal your children's Halloween away. candy to give away to strangers. Dude, there was a few years that they have tons you of it, and asshole. I'm like... You asshole. 
But it's something like that. It's like something, look, I'm bringing this here. It's community grazing if you want it. If not, we'll just throw it away. It's no big deal. Do not feel obligated. I'm realizing that maybe even then people feel like, well, I've got to eat this candy. Or Alex is going to feel like upset that I didn't eat his kid's Halloween candy. I don't give a uh, fuck if you eat the Halloween yeah. candy. It's yeah. here. It's just like, hey, guys, help me out. I don't want to throw this away. If you want Halloween candy, you can eat it because we have a disturbing amounts of it. Everyone else has the same idea. Like a lot of people bring in their candy for that. It's like, we'll just do it together as adults because. Yeah. Our kids should definitely not be eating it. But we don't talk about doing it. Like, it just kind of happens. And whenever I bring donuts in, or have, it's always been very like, hey, I'm bringing donuts in. Everyone who wants one can come get one. Do not feel obligated. This is not for a special occasion. I just felt like doing this for people. And it's definitely not holiday related. It's always been awkward. And I feel weird, which is why I don't do it as much as, or do it a lot. I've done it. I've experimented with it at different workplaces. And it's just always not met in a good way. So I've stopped doing those things. Do not participate at any Christmas event other than going and talking and socializing. Can't. It's weird. And I know this year at work, I'm, I'm sure they're, I think I saw that they're doing, they do it like, instead of us, a lot of us all going into one room and eating together, it's like you get like a number and they, they have like 10 people at a time and go into the room and make a plate and then go back and eat at your desk or something. And I'm like, still, I wouldn't take part in that because never, 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 never. I don't, I, listen, even if, even if it's a catered thing, which is better than potluck, which is, I will not be in the same room as a potluck, ever. If I find out <laughs> there's a potluck and they've got, they're setting up like in the break room, I won't go to, I won't get, I won't go to get water from that room because I don't want to be in a room with a potluck. It's not safe. That's fucking death. Stay away from a potluck. Um, but like even a catered thing, I'm like, no, because there's everybody's like over there grazing. Like even in, even in non-COVID times, I'm like, it's gross. It's just gross. It is super gross. Too many people. And people get too excited about free work food. Because they're all like, oh, they're like, oh I'm going to need some of this. Ah, I get my hands all over. Everybody's touching everything. There's, no, not safe. It's not safe. No communal food experiences at work. Also, think about this at your workplace. How many times have you been in a restroom and seen people not washing their hands? Oh, and you're going to go have communal food experiences? Great idea, everyone. It's those awkward moments of truth that really sober you. In these experiences, I and some people forget. out there are probably laughing. A Got a log in my brain. I know. I know. I. It's tough, man. It's it's weird. It and it feels removed since we've been working essentially from what since March. Or some people since February at home. At least some of us are lucky enough to do that. I would say, and I know everyone can't given their conditions. And Brad's in Florida, so um, he's taking a stern stance, or else he would just be back at the workplace. Like, it seems like forever ago that we did that. And I dread when we have to start going back again. Yeah. Because this stuff sucks. Like, none of this, none of this should, none of this should be, I will say. None of this should be. There's better ways. We found better ways no. in trying times. Let's just stick I with it. Oh, God. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be back in a situation where I got to fucking, like, flee from potlucks. And to be at work and not wearing slippers? What is that about? Oh, trash. <laughs> I don't have a cute dog in my lap or running around. Like, this is bullshit already. Yeah, can't allow I it. had to explain to Joey what a potluck was the other day, and oh. it did bother him. Good. We were talking about potato salad or something. There was something we were making for lunch, and I said, you know, Joey, the best... I, I, I told him about, I think it was potato salad, and he was talking about how different people make different potato salads, and I said, I don't like potato salad, only because of my experience at the church potluck with potato salads. 
and he said, what is a potluck? And I had to educate him on what a, a church potluck, probably the worst potlucks possible. And I told him about how it was a hodgepodge of food everyone brought in. And that's the whole thing. You bring a dish of something, whether it's dessert or like a main course or a side, and everyone brings it in and everyone graces. And there's a whole social etiquette where people take a lot from a, there's one person who makes really good potato salad and everyone will everyone wants it but there's also the politeness of the people who still continue to bring potato salad that aren't the best and you're wondering why are they doing this and why do we have five different potato salads and people feel guilty because it's a church so they were like well this is obviously everyone's favorite but to make this person feel good we're gonna still put a little bit of their potato salad on the plate so now i have two different types of potato salad or three among all the other types of food that i have to do because if there's anything left over in enough quantity, it gets suspicious. People's feelings will get hurt. And Joey's Joey's mind is blown. What? First, five potato salads? All different. All homemade recipes. One of them is store-bought. But the rest, any one of them is, two of them are bad. Just bad. But this is the, the jail we're in, Joey. Ugh. There's a, always going to be a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken, and then other than that, just think of the most random food you can think of, and you got to take a little bit of everything. That's what church is, yeah, Joey. That's what, what public like is. What I like to Nightmares. do is get something from every one of the different disease vectors, and yeah. it's supposed to be at a different temperature, and just put them all together, and then just see which one makes me ill. The weirdest thing for me, and I, it isn't weird, but it's something that happens in the South, is after everyone's gone through the line, is when people start lining up immediately to get seconds or thirds or fourths and part of it is just because people didn't get enough and they were politely like okay i'm not going to load up on food yet i can eat a lot of food i'm a lot of i'm a big eater but i'm going to wait for everything going through and then i'm going to go through and peruse but now i'm realizing and realized didn't in the moment that part of that was also to people these people going through and carrying a larger burden of what doesn't have a lot eaten from it we have to eat from it to make this person feel good or else potlucks become bad because someone's like, I don't want to read anything to the potluck because no one likes my special potato salad. You're, f- they're weird. They should be outlawed. Brad's just looking into I, the, looking at the wall, just shaking his head. I'm sorry if I have introduced to you because you had no memory of a, of a potato like a potluck in the. Hopefully, you never had a memory of a potluck in the South. Oh, friend, I, I, listen, I had family reunion. True. I had like a, also a bad potluck experience. Oh yeah, they were all like enormous, like world class fucking potluck nightmares. Like, like a ma- I, I can, I, I imagine this probably doubles a church potluck because it's like, like my family unions were fucking nonsense. Like they were so fucking big because it also it was like it was like going back like the connections to our family was like it was like my great grandmother is like the connection. It was the Bain family reunion, which was my my grandmother's mother was a Bane. So these, this was a huge fucking thing. And like, wow. And like people that I would not, would only see once a year at this thing. I mean, and it was like in the fucking gigantic fucking church. Ugh, it was very bad. Are we Scrooges, Brad? I don't think so. I think like you said, we are just reasonable adults. Reasonable adults. I have no desire to do it at a family reunion ever again in my life. Ever. Why? I I don't want to see my, I don't even want to see my immediate family. No, fuck that. (laughs) 
Like, I'm cool with my immediate family. For the, I, I just could not do an extended, extended. Because why? I don't know who you people are. I have no interest in learning. Like, why? Why would I do that? I, and, like, it was always just... And it, 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 the whole event seemed... Because, again, I was a kid, for the most part, going to these things. And it was mostly just people trying to figure out how they were connected to other people. Because, uh, ba- so basically, my, gr- my great-grandmother was, like, one of a set of twins. It was uh, um, uh, Lena and Luna Bain. Awesome and names. And so everybody would be like, so now, so, so now, so where, where, and it was, so it was Lena and Luna and Richard. Um, like those, those three kids are basically all of this, like whole like room of people like we're connected through through a thousand spider legging connections because ever because you know old timey times people had a lot of kids uh and just trying to work all that out oh okay so okay so luna's luna's daughter and, and now was that the one that was like and it's just everybody's trying to work out who people are <laughs> it's an entire day of people eating five potato salads and figuring out who people are it's hell Part of me wonders if that, at least in some part, is an investigative tactic of, wait a minute, do you belong here? <laughs> is there someone trying to freeload on our potluck? Because I'm sure that's happened before. No. Oh, I, no, I, no, no one would ever go to this event. No on, one would go to a potluck. Uh, Why would you? A well? family reunion potluck. Who's going to fucking, like, fucking, like, sneak into a family reunion potluck? I can't imagine a place that I would, would want to be less. We, we stopped having large family reunions when my great-grandmother died, because normally these things collapse once you have that. I applaud your family, Brad, for being able to continue. Oh, applaud in a kind of awe and why to think that you would still have them well after these people are dead, but... And, and honestly, it may have been great-great-grandmother. That's even more miraculous. In a way, I say in a way because I would never wish this on yeah. an enemy. Why would you? Why would you do this? Why would you stay? Why? Why continue the game of now? How are we all related? Distant, distant guys. It's yeah, it's wild. But I really want to ask my parents the next time I talk to them. Remember those family reunions we went to when I was a kid? What did you do with those? I don't remember anything because I would immediately try to find like cousins or grandparents. I, I would do the rounds of I know who you are, I know who you are. Hi, where are the like the kids I can hang out with? I don't know who you are, and I would make try to make friends with the kids. But even then, I would see them once in a while. We kind of knew each other, but it was always awkward. It must have been super awkward for adults. Super yeah. awkward. I'm just like I'm just like sitting off to the side of the book because like I feel like all the kids were like either like four years younger than me or like four years older than me. So I was just oh, yeah. that that would suck. Yeah, it's no good. Yikes! No good. Yikes! So you know this thing at taxi is gonna just be horrible. This oh, work-related event, terrible in your taxi cab place. But you were gonna spend it alone anyway, so why not? I guess this is the only like Christmas thing these people have, which is depressing. But still, I, I mean, it's listen, their own. Just find your own thing. Like make your own traditions. I don't. I never get it. Like just figure out your own thing. I guess a lot of these people don't really have anyone because if they're saying they're spending Christmas alone, they don't really have family they spend it with. They don't have loved ones. So I guess in a void of I have nothing else. This is at least something, and I I'm okay with that for the for the world of taxi. I understand the premise, and I would grimace at this and would not want to go. But with a group of people, the specific characters in Taxi who have nothing but each other, I guess it's okay. On principle, I would disagree, but in special circumstances, okay, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, Danny DeVito is really excited because his brother's finally gonna be in town. Oh, the brother. Um, he's been gone for six years, right? Yeah, and he's he's excited because he's his, his mother every year. 
She waits by the phone, just hoping to hear from her other son. Um, the golden boy. The successful gambler. Very successful gambler. Lives in Vegas. Really awesome apartment. High rolling guy. Obviously Tony Clifton. Obviously Tony Clifton. And uh, we don't get Tony Clifton. <laughs> we don't. We just get some guy. And I, because I, I was wondering in my mind, like, you think they would have done something like he would either be like a much ta- like real a really tall guy or like a really handsome guy or a guy that it looks like Danny DeVito. Like either one of those is funny. Like either like you get like I, like I don't know like Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> oh, that would have like, been fucking amazing. Or like some like like George Harrison. Like, like somebody that is just so not Danny DeVito and you could really just, but they just get this, I mean a guy, just a normal guy. I really love Danny DeVito's energy and what he's bringing with his character here because it does feel a little bit more genuine. It just feels uh, yeah. real in a way that is nice, I would say, for Dan television. DeVito is great. I mean, he is a, he's a treasure. He's a great human. Like, he's one of the best of all time. How old is he at this point? That's I what no I was idea. wondering. Like, um, so this is 78... And uh, Danny DeVito, let's see. He was born in 1944. Wow. He's 34 years old. Younger than we are, friend. Oh, God. That's depressing somehow. <laughs> Listeners, welcome to the, the taxi episode, the taxi Christmas episode of Ramjack. It's a little depressing. More so than normal, Fucking maybe. Hell. Danny DeVito's 34 years old in the first season of Taxi. It's a good gig for 34. Like, he he was running a a fucking taxi cab company. I mean, Grant, it's not the greatest job, but it's it's something. It's something. (sighs) Yeah, it's, I mean, and he may be running it into the ground. He's really lucky in a lot of things. But Nick, his brother, is in town. I love that when they meet each other, it's a big to-do. Everyone in the taxi places, oh, God, the boss's brother. They they hug each other. It feels real. He kisses Danny DeVito on his bald spot in his head. It's like a, something a jerk older brother would kind of do to you. Well, he's a younger brother, but a jerk younger brother. And he says, dude, you got to go see Ma. I'm going to put you in a taxi cab right now to go see her. Yeah, 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 bro. Hey, your boy's playing cards. I want to I want to I want a chance at that money, that Christmas, that Christmas, uh, Christmas tip money. I want in. Deal me in. I already told him you're a professional. Get in that taxi cab and see Ma. It's just awesome. I love this back and forth. I love that it is. Hey, I love you, brother. It's good to see you. You need to go see your mother because she cries herself to sleep at night because she loves you and wants to see you, I guess. And she hates living with me, I guess, is the the undertone of that. Or we're miserable together. Yeah. Danny DeVito is basically like playing Oscar the Grouch in this show, which is amazing. Um. They say, because I found this on a list of like best Christmas uh, TV shows from TV shows you may not have watched. And it said that this brought more humanity to Danny DeVito's character. Normally, he is just the grouch, where this at least shows, like, hey, he really does care about his mom, and he does care about his brother. He only knows to express emotion in the way a grouch would. Ultimatums, uh, pressuring, weird, like, backstabbing and revenge, but ultimately, this is how he expresses love, and I get that through this episode. It's it's well done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's amazing. He's fucking amazing. Uh, Forever and always. Danny DeVito. Absolute fucking hero. Um, but yeah, and like clearly this dude is like not interested in going to see moms at all. The only thing that's more like what weirds me is like, why is everyone else in the in the cab company willing to play poker with him? No, like, yeah. he's a professional poker player. Hey, dummies, like don't play poker with him. At least Judd Hirsch has the sense of like he does not get involved until yeah. he's forced. Alex is like, nah, I'm not gonna, he's a professional. Well, man, maybe I could beat a pro. Maybe I could beat a pro. Guys, you're not gonna beat a pro. No. 
I don't even understand how poker works, and I don't think I ever will. Um, I'm never going to, like, want to play against a pro. They're both, professionals. Both of the hands they have after this at the end are shitty, and it's amazing that they won. Two pair is beaten by three of a kind, but it's like, I mean, I guess that would be like a normal poker game where you have kind of like a shitty hand regardless. But I thought that was just written in like, nah, they're not going to have like a full house or a flush or anything because, I mean, those are those are hard to get. And of course, that wouldn't be the winning one. Oh, of course, these like uh, working class people are just going to barely get by on a bet and a wing and a prayer. But they don't all play poker. At one point, Tony Danza wants to get his shoes back. And he says, why should I stop playing? I still got money to lose. And he says, I'll cut the deck for you. Let's play. I'll give 20 bucks. Let's cut the deck. And that's just where you like randomly pick a card from the deck. Yeah. And whoever has the highest one wins. Why are you gambling your money away? This is the money you're working for. This is your tips, you idiot. It's yeah. Christmas. Stop playing. Stop gambling. Yeah. I mean, I get that Tony Danza's the dumb one. So I'm like, okay, he's the dumb one. They're I all dumb. That. They all lose yeah, their money. Tony they're loses it. Bobby loses it. Weirdo who we only see like that's going to be gone in a season's losing it. He's yeah. playing in house. Why would you play? He's so aggressive when he asks to play. I want a shot at that tip money. You make sure you still play when I get back. I'm never going to play with someone like that. I'm, I'm taking my cards and going home. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, I mean, no. First of all, the idea of gambling just stresses me out. Like, of course. I, like, I, I, because the people, like, do, like, they lose, like, their money gambling. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't, um, like, in my mind, I could see, like, okay, I've set aside 50, $100, whatever. I've set aside an amount of money, and I'm going to play with this money. And if I lose it all, that's, that's what I'm playing. I'm playing a game, and, like, I can lose $100. And, like, I, there's no going, there's no going beyond that for no. me. I can't fathom them like going beyond the set amount that you're willing to lose and losing more money that's insane oh no i'm gonna win it back no you're not no it's a game like you may not you probably aren't odds are against you that's how games work i just one more hand just a few more i'll get it back you won't i'm getting hot i'm getting hot I also think that if I, like, won any amount of, like, if I, okay, let's say I, I decide I go to a casino, I'm like, I've got, hey, I got $50, I'm gonna, this $50, I'm gonna play with this $50, if I lose it all, that was the price of playing, whatever. I think the second I won $20, I'll be like, I'm done, I'm done. Done, Good. completely, forever. I'm up $20, goodbye, I'm a winner. Like, the pain of losing is so much worse than, like, this the the goodness of winning. It feels so much worse to lose money. I remember, because they randomly, and I'm sure that casinos find a way to get these into some certain people's hands. But I remember reading in some news aggregate, like, hey, this one guy put his last $100 bill, his last $100 bill, Brad, into the machine that only takes $100 bills. And he got the jackpot of, like, $2 million. To which I read that and think, how many how many people put a hundred dollar bills into this thing and didn't hit the jackpot? How many like tragedies? How many like lives were ruined by this shit? Fuck gambling, man. Fuck it. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Fuck it. Danny's like it. Danny's brother is spirited away by a taxi cab. Uh, they they have the conversation about having the Christmas party and they're like, all right, we'll do this, Elaine. Well, this seems like an okay idea. Boy and comes. He's back. He's back. He's back already. And then he was like, hey, it takes ten minutes to get to the house. How are you back already? Like, I went in and said hi, and uh, what's all we had to talk about? Yeah, you were right. I should have said hi to Ma. Now I'm here to play cards. Nikki getting the fucking cage. I, I love that he is an older brother, like, scolding his... And he tries to reason with him. It's like, uh, what is it, Death of a Salesman, where they try different tactics to get to, <laughs> get to the dad, just trying to convince him. Danny's like, dude, look, your ma really loves you. Or, look, she's driving me nuts. I need you to just take her just for a week, just for two weeks. Not gonna do it. 
I don't wanna. Look, if you leave, we ain't brothers anymore. I'm just letting you know that it's getting to this. If you do not take her with you or go spend time with your mother, we aren't brothers anymore. All right, have it your way. We ain't brothers I, no more. They, Where are the they, cards? They haven't seen each other in six years. Like, no. Well, I, again, guys, listen, I, I understand my family situation is different than most family situations. I get it. But if you haven't seen them for six years, I don't think they're interested in seeing each other. Like, why, what's this? I, I don't understand what, like, no. Ah, uh, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. Do they talk on the phone, like, every once in a while? Like, does the, does mean, the son call home? Like, I, 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 I have people that I consider close friends that I only speak to I, maybe once a year, maybe every couple of years. We just don't talk that much because we live different lives at this point. And, you know, it, at some point they were like, you know what? Um, I don't think the friendship's worth it. I don't think we're ever going to see each other again. Um, okay, that would not be great, but it also would not hugely distress me because people grow apart. That's fine. Yeah. Like, I don't understand... This, this is what I will and again I understand my situation is different but like these people that are like oh family is so important no matter what like you haven't seen each other just cut those fucking ties why are people being upset why is mom sitting at home upset that she doesn't see the son that doesn't want to see her why is son even possibly being guilted into doing any of this like they don't I don't have any interest in seeing each other so don't see each other cut people out of your lives if you want to cut people out of your lives cut them out of your lives it's not that easy on taxi, friend. It's not that easy for a lot of people. But again, I honestly, like Brad, do not understand it. It, it, it no. can be that gut and dry, especially if you haven't seen any other that long. And not seen each other or like communicated. And obviously they haven't. I don't, I mean, Danny talks about him having an apartment. I'm assuming he's had to talk to his brother in a conversation to know this. So I'm assuming him, they at least talk every once in a while. Yeah, he just never right. comes home for Christmas. And I guess Christmas is important to the mom in a way that's like, hey, I want my kids here for Christmas, but he never Ugh. comes. Danny's taking care of their mom. I don't know what's wrong with her where he has to take care of her, but he says, look, it's it's a lot on me. Brother, do me a solid. Take her back with you. Oh, you won't? We're not brothers anymore. I'm going the nuclear option. If he's 34, how old is the brother? He's the 30? 32? Jesus, fuck. I'm dying. I'm so old. He's an old, he's a rough 32. I would say these are, this is a rough 34. Guys, I hope, I hope this episode comes out on time um, after I put a bullet in my skull when we finish <laughs> recording. Because fucking hell. I, I would say we're doing better than Danny DeVito's character. Character and even his brother. I don't know. His brother may be a high roller. I don't know. Because all that to say, he leaves and he's... This kind of sends Danny off. He's like, all right, I lost a brother today. He goes to a restaurant and calls Alex up. He's like, look, Alex, I, I know you could come here. I trust you. Um, you're, a you're the best card player in the taxi cab company. Cool. Cool? That's why he's playing cards for a living and not driving it. Oh, never mind. <laughs> you're the best player we got at the taxi cab service. I need your help. I need to I need to, to get revenge on this whole thing with with my brother and ma. I'm going to front you money. I've been saving money for a while. Wink. Why the wink, Danny? Don't worry about it. I need you to win. I need you to school my brother where it hurts. His money. Oh, we also have a kids choir come by the taxi cab place at some point. Oh, yeah. And it turns out that they worked a deal with Danny DeVito. They're going to give him a cut if if, if uh, they he lets them come in and sing and take up donations. Work the room, as they say. Joy to the world. They bring out tambourines and start really getting into it. I love everyone flocks to give them money. There's a guy that starts coming around with a hat. It's like, hey, man, if you could give us some money for this song. And everyone's like, yeah, let's give the kids money. Hey, yay, joy to the world. And then they're like, okay, here's here's your cut, Danny. Thanks. I mean, if if kids come and like sing for you and start passing around, if you don't put a dollar in, but you're an asshole. Like, you're a Scrooge. 
Like, fuck you. Like, give kids money. Like, I don't care what the situation. Kids money. But still, yeah, Danny DeVito takes a cut. Weird. Danny takes the cut. I Knowing Danny, of course, he's like, hey, Kate, good job, kids. Keep practicing, though, because I got a New Year's gig for you, maybe. Yeah. Other other first season guy drops by the restaurant at some point. He's like, oh, hey, guys, I saw you here. I'm just on my way to my in-laws for Christmas dinner. I got to go by the shop for a minute. So, but I saw you in the pub and decided to stop here on my way back to work before going home. I mean... He'll get there when he gets there. I don't know what time of day it is. He could be, he yeah. could, look, dinner is at 5 p.m. It's 3 a.m. in the morning. I don't know what the time of day, it could be any time of day, but you're right, Brad. Nothing about this is right. Mm, no, he's just trying to get some screen time before he disappears from this TV show. <laughs> That's him disappearing. Oh, John, our favorite character from Taxi. Uh, yeah, so they get back and uh, Jed Hirsch is like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play you one-on-one. And uh, meanwhile, uh, favorite character Character John is called home. He's like, hey, hey, uh, wife, uh, uh, tell your parent, ask your parents if they could hold uh, dinner for a little bit. I'm on my way. And then he overhears that this this card game is a $5,000 card game. <sighs> and he's like, oh, hold on, hon. Did you hear that bullshit? And then pretty soon, it's one-on-one, locked battle. Everyone is neglecting their taxi duties. They're watching this high-stakes poker game. Real money on the table, Brad. And John is just... Um, basically relaying every move, everything going on to the family back waiting for him, his in-laws and his wife. Which is, it's a kind of funny bet because we find out the card game has been going on for hours at this point. Hours? Five hours? Yeah. And he's just like, he's still just on the fucking payphone. Give it up, guys. Like, I I could not play uh, poker for that long. I would have been gone in 30 minutes. Fuck, maybe an hour. Maybe an hour. Do you know what would be worse than playing a fucking five-hour poker game? Watching a five-hour poker game. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? So, uh, yeah, the stakes are high. Uh, they've put everything in. All the money's in. And uh, Judd Hirsch is like, hey, I'm out of money here. And Danny DeVito's like, all right, I'll get more money from the fucking register. And it turns out he wasn't putting his savings in for the game. He's putting in the fucking cab company's money. And Alex loses it. What do you mean I've been playing with the the, the notes from everything? This is, this is the taxi. And Danny DeVito says, yeah, what the hell do you think you're playing with? You're in big trouble if you lose. Are you sure you can win? And Alex has his hands in his eyes. He's like, fuck, we are all either fucked or screwed because we have to honor the bet, right? There's no way that we can't honor the bet. He's going to win all the money. We're going to let him walk out with the money that we've all earned, the thousands of dollars we've earned as taxi drivers that we're all going to lose our jobs if we get out I mean, of here. I think what happens is if this guy, if you if you play the game and he wins, there's more of you than there is of him. You just fucking kick that guy's ass and steal the money back. What's he going to do? I don't. All right, so... This was 1978, correct? Mm -hmm. $5,000 in 1978 is the equivalent to nearly $20,000 today. So this is serious fucking money. The fact that Danny DeVito at 34 has access to $20,000 is enough to put a fucking bullet in my skull. When we finish recording, Alex, I'm going to send you my audio for a change. (laughs) Um, Shout out to everybody that's eventually hearing this episode whenever Alex finishes editing it in 15 years time. Um, Alex is my last dying request. I want you to finish editing and upload this podcast it'll happen uh, because i am killing myself when we finish recording because a 34 year old danny devito had access to twenty thousand dollars it makes sense because i was thinking danny devito saved his entire life savings for five or i think it was three thousand dollars that he has playing with because in total it's a five thousand dollar game 
And I'm thinking, he must not be making that much money. That doesn't sound like a lot. But to know that the inflation calculator is telling me that it was twenty, essentially $20,000, that's insane. This is an yeah. insane card game. No wonder yeah. this guy's on the phone. No My one- life savings in 2017 when I was 34, um, like it would have been in the tens of dollars. <laughs> Best case scenario. Hold up, I'm calculating. So 3000 is essentially eleven, nearly $12,000. Still. A lot of money. Yeah. I mean, I would think $5,000 just now money would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Why are you gambling that much money, taxi drivers? Don't be stupid. Keep your money. But knowing yeah. that it's closer to 20 is is absolutely bonkers. Alex and Cherie's got the hand. And then Danny gives enough money with these receipts to where uh, Nick can't cover the bet. And this is where you have to get know about the betting within poker for this to make sense. But if he can't cover the bet because it was uh, being called, he loses automatically. So he says, all right. I got to add more money. I'll give you my plane ticket. I'll give you uh, Tony's shoes because I just won those off of that other game we were playing. Everyone's money I'm playing with. And then Danny him start arguing about you're taking Ma back to Vegas. He sees him a week. He waits a week. Essentially, he's, Mom's going on a vacation for a month to Vegas to spend time with her son. Nice dinners twice a week. Hugs and kisses. The only person keeping track of everything that's being bet is Bobby. Um, and they turn the cards, Brad. And Nick has two pair two aces i think two jacks doesn't matter what it is because alex has another uh, an equally a slightly better shitty hand three of a kind and he wins the kids are back the kids have been watching this too they start singing joy to wait is it joy to the world or like oh it's hallelujah it's the hallelujah chorus oh i think it's silent night they sing silent night at the end Oh, okay. They're singing, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And everyone's like screaming. Everyone in the taxi's like, yes, we got our money back. We're not all going to lose our jobs. And of course- Everybody's cheering and the credits come up. And it's like, (laughs) it's a great end of the episode. I love that Danny DeVito was in his brother's face like, ah, motherfucker, I got you. And they put like his jacket, his coat over him. And he's just like deflated. They like rush him out to go to Ma. And everyone's like, yeah. Like they're just loving, like this made their, Christmas. That's like Brad says, this is the first ending. Yeah, and the credits come up and the episode's over. Then the show comes back. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You showed like the credits. And then it comes back and there's music going and uh, everybody's opening their presents now. Um, And like uh, Danny DeVito comes out with like a tin of cookies and he like gives out one cookie and then he walks away and then they're all like, hey. And he's like, all right. And he brings the whole tin of cookies over because he's greedy. Mm. But again, there's music over this. There's no dialogue and uh, Tony Danza eats a cookie and it's like alright that was a funny bit and the kids start singing again and fade out end of episode <laughs> that's great wait a minute hold on uh, cut to the city skyline it says happy holidays alright guys end of episode we had a great time it was so fun oh wait now the, now the credits are rolling again and we're replaying the scene where the kids come in to sing and they're just playing the scene again we're just doing the scene again. Clearly they left, they had time in this script for Tony Clifton to do Tony Clifton shit, and Tony Clifton wasn't there to do Tony Clifton shit, and this episode ran short as fuck. <laughs> See, I thought it was, I not knowing the Tony Clifton stuff is kind of depressing because I thought that they did this on purpose to try to like establish these people as just like down to earth, normal folk. Because also, once Danny puts the, uh, 
a plate of cookies down or the tin of cookies, he makes a point to like take one and go, ah, like he snatches it from the thing, like, hey, I'm taking the cookie anyway from the gift I gave you. Because he's one of those guys. But as they're opening gifts, Alex is like really touched by the mug that Elaine gets him and she he's like, thanks for the mug, it was really great. And every one of these guys in her like kiss on the cheek in a weird way. At first I thought he was about to like kiss her on the lips and I thought, whoa, okay, I didn't realize they were in that relationship. Nope, super, super close, close in the last minute they like, mm, like a like a, a European like cheek kiss and I'm thinking, was that popular in the 70s? Is this, I've never done that to another human being in my life. I don't know why you would, but. So the first ending of this episode is the 22 minute mark mm-hmm. and then the episode goes on for another minute 47 of stretching this out. Multiple endings. Like, it's like the Lord of the Rings. It ends 40 it's times. It's insane. I would say a fun episode though. I, I would say yeah, I yeah. really enjoyed this. I, I would love yeah. to return to Taxi later to see what Christopher Lloyd brings to the table because again, I haven't watched Taxi since I was a child and that's the yeah. that's the veneer I have from it. Duffo. Duffo. So who won and who lost? Obviously Danny DeVito won, right? He used yes. his employees to get back at his brother and Ma's going to Vegas. Who lost? Uh, I, I think it's either brother or Tony Danza. Tony lost his shoe. It has to be the brother. He lost everything. Now he's going to yeah, serve he, his mom. Like, this is the clearest, unless you want to count uh, Laka or whoever his uh, alter ego was. I don't Tony know. Tony Clifton. I don't know. Like, uh, he, Andy Kaufman got paid, didn't have to do Got to do... He had to come in, make a scene, and then not have to do the episode. And he still got paid. He did real life, like, meta acting and forced it on his uh, fellow actors, the whole production. Got security guards involved. He made a stunt out of it. Or maybe, like, I don't I don't know, like a, a, what would you call that? An interactive performance? Like a one-off? Like, he brought other people into it? Like, people got to experience art, right? That's what that is? On set. Wasn't even in the episode. No. But I, I know, I think, I th- yeah, I think brother, I think Danny DeVito won brother, brother lost. Like, there's, brother there's lost. no way around it. He lost thousands of dollars and has to take a, take his mother to Vegas for weeks that he clearly doesn't care for his mother that much. No, that's going to be awesome. Unless there's something we're missing and it's just, again, one of those things that is taking for granted that everyone loves their parents. So obviously he would talk to them and obviously he's still going to have an okay time. The fact that he even wagers something like this means that he doesn't really hate her or doesn't like it. He's just a selfish motherfucker. I do look, the one part we missed is when Danny DeVito's talking about how his brother always got the nice things or the nice play, parts in the Christmas, because like Christmas pageants, because he was like the favorite and that Danny DeVito right. never got the parts he wanted to play, like a shepherd or like the innkeeper. And he always had to be the Christmas elf because he's Danny DeVito. Yeah. He's like the innkeeper. Yeah, the guy is to tell him there's no room in the inn. <laughs> All right, Danny, that's who you are. Do best we do dress, a best dress? Because I, I don't, Danny DeVito's brother is a nice outfit because he's a high yes. rolling guy. I like Judd Hirsch's like sweater, that that big. Oh, I like, know you would love that turtleneck sweater. The white turtleneck like sw- sweater, the the savior uh, sweater when he comes in and tries to get away so all the money back. Cozy. Like it looks it. super cozy. So much I, that has to be the best dressed. It looks. I want that sweater. Like yeah. this is. It looks awesome. Now, who's the worst dressed? There's a lot of bad outfits in this. We jump out as being the worst. I mean, I'm not a fan of uh, of old beloved John. In that first scene, he's got like the yellow scarf, and he's got like the that like jacket with like the the white like uh, furry collar. Sounds horrendous. Give me just a moment to see it. Sure. Tony Danza doesn't look great either. Tony Danza may be worse. Oh, sorry. I realized my volume was on. Uh, what? <laughs> what? At about a minute two, you can kind of see everybody around the poker table. God, everyone's looks, outfits are just horrible in this. Yeah, they're not good. They're not good. 
Tony Yan's got like a Letterman jacket and like a hoodie. I do not know why my tablet's messing up on this file you have sent. Oh, here's why. I was looking at the wrong thing. That's why. So sorry. God, there's just so many shitty outfits in this. Sorry. I think all Alex wears are turtlenecks. That red turtleneck is also working for him. Um, I say yeah, let's go ahead and give it to dude with the yellow scarf. I'm sorry, all that to say over, I agree with you. Over Tony Danta? Well, this dude has that jacket that has, like, no hood, but has that big, like, faux fur, I'm assuming. Like, there's no hood to that, it's just the collar. And that's yeah. weird in its own right. I guess it's fur-lined, but I don't even think he can bring that collar up, like, around himself. There's nothing that looks like it attaches over his face or anything. It looks like it's purely 78 flair. I mean, yeah, Tony Danza is a mess, but... <laughs> I do kind of like Bobby's leather jacket in his um, gingham kind of blue. Yeah. that That's a cool outfit. Tony Danza just... Okay, wait. I'm sorry. I'm just not catching on. Tony Danza, at least in the last scene, just has on a hoodie and whatever pants yeah. he has. No shoes either. It, yeah, he looks like trash. He's going around as a taxi driver with just a hoodie on. Not professional. Oh, in that last scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he lost like the Letterman jacket that he was wearing. Because he's, yeah, he's wearing a hoodie and then like a Letterman jacket on top of it in the first scene. And I guess later on he takes that off. Yeah, Tony Danza looks like a fucking... He looks homeless. It's not okay. I mean, he's a... I guess he's a hunk in this, right? We're made to believe that he's him and Bobby, I guess, are two attractive dudes. I guess. It's the <laughs> 70s, man. So I guess it's okay. He can get away with that. But I've never thought, you know what I'm going to wear today? A hoodie and then just a nice jacket over it. Because a hoodie is just like a basic shirt, right? Like a zip-up hoodie. If it's a pullover hoodie, okay. But a zip-up hoodie? Yeah, Tony Dan's a little worse dressed. Worse dressed, dressed, I'm calling it. That is Taxi, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to Ramjack on this high holiday time. I hope you're having a, a happy holiday, whatever holiday you were celebrating. Ramjackpodcast.com. There's the YouTube channel. There's the Facebook group. We're here. Send us drawings of your fears, please. That's please, a request. Guys, new, it's a new year. We got to be ready to fight those fears. Let us help you. Send us drawings of your fears. It's that easy. Mm-hmm. And guys, if anyone could help, I've been on the, the phone with the 911 for about three hours, and no one's helping. No uh -huh. one's helping me, and I'm very scared because I think I'm going to be murdered by a My serial killing Why is my baby a serial killer? Just to, just to make sure, you do mean serial as in uh, a chain of murders this baby is causing, and not the breakfast food which people eat oh alex babies can't eat cereal they're, it's they're babies it's too hard for them yeah it's, they can't alex you should you, you've raised children you should know this i mean they do make puff kind of cereal things that basically dissolve in your mouth i didn't know if cereal killer was just like a, a way of saying like ooh, they eat a lot of this stuff they can really put down a whole like tube oh, no, of alex, this this is, this is a very young infant this is a very young baby i mean it goes to show uh, too young for breakfast cereals not too young enough to murder mm -mm. on purpose and multiple yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. And their With own intention. way of doing it, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. This baby has a fucking, this baby has a fucking M.O. So young. I mean, when you're, when you're a dark baby, just a dark baby. <laughs> like, some people are born bad. Is it nature? Is it nurture? It's a baby. <laughs> is the name of the movie Dark Baby? Or is it My, ser my Baby's baby. a Serial Killer? Or My Baby the Serial Killer? Well, the Lifetime, you see, the, the rights went all over the place. Um, and mm. a lot of people made movies. The Lifetime movie version is my ba help my baby's a serial killer. That makes um, sense. That tracks. Yeah, Dark Baby is, is like the the Netflix like prestige series. Hmm. 
Yeah. I love the line, is it nature? Is it nurture? It's a baby. <laughs> because that's really, that's the tagline. That's yeah. that's the, that's what's selling. That's what's moving the script. That's oh, what's yeah. getting oh, yeah. uh, options made. Yeah. That's gold. Yeah. That, that was came in like the second hour of the 911 call. Could you tell us whether this is a nature or nurture case, please? It's what are you baby. talking about? Send someone, please. Look, we've got 19 uh, uh, sheriffs down the street just waiting to see what happens with this baby sitch. This baby Help is there faster than you would expect. They just want to know what they're running into. Is it nature or nurture? You're saying it's a baby. I can't work with that. That doesn't make sense. 